Welcome to Judgment. It's Bond season. James Bond season. Be fair warned, we discuss these movies in depth, so spoilers ahead. Now let's have some fun. Enjoy. Welcome to Judgment, the Ultimate Movie Ranking Podcast. I'm here with Blaine and my buddy Andrew. Also my buddy Blaine. We're buddies. Oh! <laughs> wow. Oh, fuck you. In fact, we were buddies well before Andrew came to the scene, but uh, oh, that's wow. a story for another day. Uh, you know what, Blaine? Just tell me how you've been. God. I, well, I was doing great. <laughs> And then I just took a spear to the heart. Uh, no, but I'm doing good. Hey, spear Exciting. to the heart. Very apropos. Like Varg. Oh, yes, you're doing great. <laughs> Can't wait to talk about this movie. Save it. Andrew, coming to you. Hey, buddy. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm doing good. But, Greg, I'll be honest with you. Uh, my days of asking are all gone. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. Starting off strong. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Corey. <laughs> Gentlemen, if you... <laughs> Whoa. You okay? Is there a trumpet in there? <laughs> yes. Uh, uh. Yep. Blaine, Blaine's having some issues. Yeah, that's yes. all right. Well, listeners, if, right. if you have not guessed, we today will be talking about the movie Thunderball, the 1965 classic. This is the fourth in Eon production, and also the fourth... For one very special Bond Shonery. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ah. This is Terrence. Yeah, this is Terrence Young's third directorial venture. And last, he actually comes back in after Guy Hamilton. I want to say Guy. I don't care if it's Guy or not. <laughs> I was going to say, in what world did you come old, with that one? <laughs> old Guy and Renaud uh, just hang out. Renaud definitely knows a Guy. <laughs> yeah. For sure. And guys, this is probably the most controversial film slash novel uh, in the in the Eon production and the Bond verse. I don't remember if we talked about this on air or if it was off air that we talked about Thunderball, but fraught with controversy. Big time. Yeah. We'll nutshell. I think it. we touched on it. Yeah, I think we touched on it a tiny bit for your eyes only, but that was about it. We'll nutshell yeah. this, but essentially this was meant to be the first Bond movie. Good old Ian Fleming uh, and two men uh, by the names of Kevin McClory and Jack Winningham sat down and wrote a whole screenplay, but apparently Ian Fleming got cold feet, backed out, and turned it into a book, and Winningham and McClory did not like that, and basically sued him for 40 years. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Up until uh, 1983, I think. Well, I, right before they made uh Never Say Never. Well, I I, I read that it that that the that the suit was still ongoing though until like 2002. Like there were aspects of it that still weren't settled. Long after Ian was dead. Yeah. So, yeah. essentially, they they decided to turn Ian Fleming's book into Thunderball, and then, of course, we haven't seen the movie yet, but uh, McClory and Winningham are able to turn their screenplay into Never Say Never Again. Weird, wild, crazy stuff. 
Yeah, I suppose. You know. <laughs> Right out, Hollywood, right Hollywood out of the gates, yeah, right out of the <laughs> gate with starting the the Bond movie franchise, you got an issue, yeah. But and let's see, after Diamonds Are Forever, they don't mention Blofeld again until Spectre, right? Yeah. Oh, so yeah, that's a very good point. Mm-hmm. So lawsuit lasted a minute. <laughs> yeah, they were like, ah, it's not worth the. Worth the headache. We'll just yeah. skip Spectre and Blofeld for now. Mm-hmm. But we're going to dump this motherfucker into a smokestack before yeah. we... Uh, I forgot about that. Man, before man. we stop. <laughs> let's let's have one last hurrah. One last. The, the most hurrah of all. I'll buy you a delicatessen, I believe. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I'll buy you a stainless steel delicatessen. Delicatessen. So interesting. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Well, let's let's right. uh, let's do an overview here, gentlemen. So, Thunderball, James Bond mm-hmm. heads to the Bahamas to recover two nuclear warheads stolen by Spectre agent Emilio Largo in an international extortion scheme. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cut and dry. Again, I'm yeah. I'm enjoying these quick, one sentence explanations of the movie, and we we're just gonna get into. Let's say the nitty gritty. But before we do that, mm-hmm. I've got to know your initial thoughts. And honestly, I, I have not been able to tell uh, in our preliminary discussions how you completely feel about this. So I'm going to start with Andrew. Oh, okay. Well, Corey, uh, I thought this movie was boring. It gets one thumb down from me. It's certainly not a Casino Royale 67, but... I didn't enjoy myself. I can say that. Okay. Hey, mm-hmm. we uh, we're going into this thinking that this is many people consider this to be top three Bond movie of all time. So, hot hot take out of the jump, Blaine. Oh yeah. I. I, I'm this this is this one was very middle of the road for me. A lot like from Russia with Love. Where I was like, I don't really know how I feel. Do I enjoy it more than I don't? Perhaps. So I think with that in mind, I'll give it one thumb up. But it's close. It's very From Russia With Love for me. I got to tell you, I think I liked uh, From Russia With Love more than I actually agree with Andrew with that last statement. I also prefer From Russia With Love. But I was kind of really. You, I also kind of really liked, liked it. from Russia with love. I would say I, re- I don't think I gave it two stars. Did I? I don't remember. Um, I don't think you gave it any stars, considering we've never given anything stars. Uh, but you know, <laughs> stars, <laughs> thumbs, thumbs, Corey. Oh, thumbs. oh Lord, you pissed him off. Oh no, Corey's left us. <laughs> wow. Uh, oh God, it's like a anyone else listening would have known <laughs> from his buddy. How dare you, buddy? I'm sorry, my buddy. I'm sorry, buddy. I rescind. I'm sorry, buddy. You know what? You've 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 gone down to pal, and that's where you're oh, going to stay. I'm at pal now. Two thumbs is maybe what I gave from Rush with Love. I don't remember. I on this one though, I am going to give it one thumb up. I do think that it's got merits, and I didn't. I can't say I disliked it, but I, I agree it was kind of boring. I was expecting a lot more bombast and not so much spa time. <laughs> well. M- Here's the thing. We, our order of doing things, we saw Goldfinger first, 
And then a few movies went by. We see... Uh, you Only Live Twice. You Only Live Twice. And this movie was right in the middle of those. And we didn't have too bad of things to say about... Um, well, some of us did. About we either one, you know. bad things to say. <laughs> yeah. And I, I was just expecting, okay, this is going to be the follow-up to Goldfinger? All right, let's see what we got. And... Ooh, you know, I was like, boy, that was a real letdown. I mean, the only consistently good thing through those three is Ken Adams' set design. Goddamn right. I mean, he's more important to Bond than Sean Connery is. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Honestly, in these unsung these heroes, bonds. truly. If if I'm being completely honest, that might those sets might be my favorite part of these movies. This beautiful. Movie. They're fucking yeah. awesome. Yeah. Of this movie in particular, it probably was my favorite part. Well, yeah. mm-hmm. I'm excited to see what you guys have to think. I have some very specific issues with it, <laughs> but like Corey said, there are some elements that deserve that, that have merit. I and, would say, and Blaine may have already spoiled, we may have the most iconic death slash punchline. I don't know if I call it that. In 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 Bond, it's it's. Oh. There's like I think you'll know. I mean, it's 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 been shown in almost every Bond trailer. It's a pretty pretty sexy moment. Yeah, it's a very it iconic scene and death. I, don't I know. think I know what you're talking about, but I'll I'll wait to okay yeah to say it exactly. Mm-hmm. So let's jump in, shall we? Now, gentlemen, I think we should. We got to start here because we've talked about it. Oh yeah, the gun barrel scene. Yes. So. We, I don't know if we've mentioned it on mic that, well, I don't know, have we decided that we, <laughs> hey guys, let's just, I think... <laughs> let me just, let me just act as if we haven't talked about it. We've talked at okay. length that the gun barrel scene <laughs> looks weird. It doesn't look like uh, Sean Connery. So yep. I did look it yep. up to see I what on earth is going des- on here. Yeah, we decided that it wasn't him. And we were right. However, yes. we were okay. also wrong. So... Oh. In the first three, in Dr. No, From Russia With Love, and Goldfinger, it is a man by the name of Bob Simmons, a stunt coordinator. Bob, who, who, we're about to talk about it. Yeah, so he did not come on for this one. This is the first time Sean Connery decides to do the gun barrel scene, which means he also did it for You Only Live Twice and Diamonds Are Forever. Yes. Okay, good to know. So, yes. he's still wearing the hat, which makes it not look like Sean Connery at all, but it is him and indeed this time. If you guys notice, he looks like he almost falls down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's a little wobbly. <laughs> he got a little wobbly, Not yeah. Not super impressive. No. No. In no. fact, in fact, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but I think we should rank the gun barrels at the end of I I agree. Yeah, it's it's Brosnan. But that's it's okay. Brosnan. Ooh, it's Brosnan wow. with a bullet, literally. <laughs> They're fucking. He's really. It's good. I, okay. You, I actually watched them. I, spoiler: I did watch them all. His is the his are the best. Yeah. Okay. I I need to watch them all again. We'll so, it's been a while yeah, since I've seen a Craig. We'll do it. I think so the I to... the thing that happened here is that Bob Simmons is is doing a very big turn. Like he almost jumped yeah. turns. And well, the, he does it. It feels like he jumps to that position, yeah. Yeah, and so I think, well, I don't think, they said that Sean Connery tried to mimic that move and <laughs> he, um, about falls. No. <laughs> or it looks like he's falling. 
He at least twisted that ankle. It looks a little rough. That, that knee was wonky. <laughs> yeah. And so then every Bond after, up until Pierce Brosnan, kind of do a little kneel, a half kneel thing, almost because they have to do it. And then and then Pierce Brosnan's like, nope, straight up turns stiff. Very blah. Very sexy. Yeah. Very sexy. Oh, it's yeah. very whimsical. Yeah. Whimsical. Yeah. <laughs> Very Standing whimsical. straight up is whimsical. Now? Very. The way he turns is very ah whimsical. yes, yeah. very very fluid. Very fluid. Ah. Oh. Creamy. So yes, we should talk about this movie. Past yes. the gun barrel scene. Here we go. We open on a funeral for the initials JB, which we might mm-hmm. think stand for James Bond, but in fact they stand for a man by the name of Jacques Bouvard. Bond? Yeah, I was very nervous that Bond was dead. He's already very dead. Nervous. <laughs> well, what kind of Bond movie is this going to be? Oh, man. I'm sorry. Yes. I, I wanted to interrupt everything just to get that shitty joke in. What's a really joke? A statement. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> Bond is watching from above with a, a woman named Madame Laporte, who gets very little of anything in this movie. Very little import, <laughs> I would say. And we get some incredible ADR. I mean, right at the top. <laughs> Just really sets the tone for me. Yeah, no joke. The ADR in this movie might be the most noticeable of any of them yet. Yeah. It was pretty bad. Yeah. I just don't know why people didn't care about that. I mean, I would have, I, at a different time, the fact that you can hear people talking and see their lips moving, I guess, was enough. <laughs> I suppose so. Um, and plus, back then, everybody was so goddamn drunk. They just, you know, it all made sense. I guess so. So we follow Bouvard's widow home, and James fucking socks her. However, we find out it's not actually his widow. It's Bouvard and a woman's uh, widow disguise. Yeah. Just clocks her. You know who uh, this gentleman is, Bob, right? Bob Simmons. Bob Simmons. Bob fucking Simmons, guys. Gun barrel Bob. So he was on <laughs> set and they said, hey, bud, we're going to dress you up as a woman. No, you don't get to do the gun barrel scene anymore. The cool, Probably the coolest thing you've ever done. <laughs> and, yeah. and no, you can't sleep with Sean, Bob. Oh, but he will beat you. Yeah. yeah. They, well, they have a very strange fight. Utilizing everything in the room. Uh, yeah. Uh, James at one point uses the speed force on a chair and, <laughs> yeah. and hurl, hurls it at him light speed. And causes some pretty badass damage to old Bob Simmons there. I mean, just to slide a chair across the floor, but also uh he's wearing heels the entire the entirety of this fight. So good for him. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's also nine hundred cuts in this fight scene. True. Which was yep. wild. Uh, for what it was, it was mm-hmm. like watching the uh, the beginning chase of Casino Royale. Just cut chair throw, cut chair smash. I didn't like it. I didn't like it. But maybe that's just me. Did that you was not... in the beginning of Casino. I'm sorry, Quantum. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, you're Quantum. Yes. Okay. Yes. Sorry. I was thinking too. Yes. Like, no, 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 no. No, no joke. I was trying to remember what the beginning of Quantum of uh, Casino was. They was fight like, in a bathroom. Yeah, black and yeah. white bathroom. That's good. No, mm-hmm. this was cra- was just trash. Yeah, trash. It's a, it's a, it was an okay fight, verging on was, yeah, verging on the. And uh, you're right. There's a lot of cuts, and and uh, as I previously mentioned, they do 
a lot in this movie of the fast forwarding to imply speed and it's silly every time i, I see it. that it, i always think of that like yeah and I'm going to be honest with you. At certain points of this movie, we'll get to you. They could have really used some speed up that they chose not. <laughs> they didn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They chose it for weird times. Yeah. Because I think that last portion of this movie. Some of those underwater scenes, I could use a little speed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We could we could put it on plus one on that speed. <laughs> Seems moving a little slow here. <laughs> so James gets the upper hand and chokes buvar out with a fireplace iron which i actually at first thought was a riding crop and i was like where did you get that i had to rewind it and see that it was a fireplace iron uh and then james fucking jetpacks away to a uh awaiting madame laporte you know of all the ways oh go ahead what were you no thinking? no no i was oh no i was just gonna say uh all the ways i thought this first opening would go i it I would have never guessed it ended with a jetpack scene. It was wild. And also, he breaks that Joker's neck with that fire poker. Yeah, he does. It's vicious. Mm-hmm. But as far as the jetpack, what? <laughs> Did he go up there ahead of time and was like, yeah. I, you know what? I'm was probably going to use this. It for him. <laughs> We're going to put mean, this specifically on the roof because I know I'm going to need it. And let's not forget a helmet as well for safety. Yeah, also, I'm going to use it to go 20 feet? <laughs> I How mean, stupid. This was just to show off a gadget at the beginning. Yeah. And I was going to say, I think it was because maybe they were lacking a bit in the gadget department. They were like, well, we got to put something up front. Well, they were like, oh, this thing's fucking awesome. Yeah. Let's <laughs> use it. It's so wasted. <laughs> jetpack yeah. and then never bring it. Mm-hmm. That could have been used so many other times, James. You've got, you've yeah. got a lot of need for a jetpack in other parts of this movie. How awesome would it have been when he was surveilling uh, Largo's house if he was just on a jetpack? <laughs> There's a jetpack everywhere he goes. Oh, hell yes. Another jetpack. Fantastic. Uh, so, yeah, the jetpack really uh, threw no, me No, that a bit. seemed like, like Grand Theft Auto where you're just wandering around and you're like, oh, I found a jetpack. Oh. I will use this now. I'll use this. So silly. Uh, we- I just That means he had to... Okay, first... He left the funeral after the widow, which means he would have had to fly. Probably did they, he take the jetpack there? The, I don't know. You know what? But Maybe the, D, the DB five was also there. That makes more sense because he would have had to beat her there, mm-hmm. go up to the roof, store Stash the jetpack, get into the room before the widow. Yeah, because he was sitting in there when she came in. It's just very. I don't no, know. No, that, I don't it know. makes more sense that he took the jetpack. You know what? That's what I'll say. I think I that's like great. That. I like that. I like it. I love the idea that it's a mode of transportation for him. That's that's great. Yeah. yeah. It's also the most uh, conspicuous mode of transportation. There's <laughs> yeah. a motherfucker flying across Probably the sky. Probably the most smoke you've ever seen come off of something. Yeah. Uh, except that fucking uh, underwater jet ski later in the movie. But yeah. We'll have to get the, that thing. Holy shit. <laughs> But yeah, good start, jetpack, and then they hose people down yeah, with he, the DB5. He activates a concrete shield from the DB5 first, and then they and then she's got water hoses out of both exhausts, which yeah. those are pretty middling gadgets for me. Oh, yeah. Also, when you see a giant stream of water, 
Sidestep. I was going to say. Sidestep. These awesome. were stationary water hoses. You yeah. could just walk past them. Oh, yeah. Also, stuffing the jetpack in the trunk took away from. <laughs> like, we got to say. Most... Can't just leave yeah. behind. This is probably uh, a multi-million dollar machine. Oh, got to store this. Don't want to piss anybody off. Back at work. I got to keep a sort of okay relationship with Q. It's getting and, bad already. <laughs> this is the fourth. This is the third movie Q's in, and he already they already hate each other. It's they crazy. hate each other. Yeah. And then the it just cuts. Yeah. So well, abrupt. Well, they were like, we got to cut it on water, and then force feed some water to you <laughs> for the yeah. rest of the movie. For the rest of the movie. <laughs> hey, what a great way to let us know. Yeah. So after the water guns, we get into our opening sequence. The song by Tom Jones with the titular Thunderball. Absolutely. Heavy on the titch. Mm. And this is another one of those movies that had several alternates. Yes. Um, I actually listened to Mr. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, Corey. Yeah. That was pretty good. That that one's pretty good. Interesting. Apparently, Shirley Bassey was tapped to sing again. So she sang a song called Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. And the producers, A, didn't like that it was too short. And B didn't like that it didn't say Thunderball, which they of course abandoned just a few movies later. Yeah. So they rewrote the whole thing uh, and had Tom Jones sing a song called Thunderball. And then Diane Warwick eventually sang Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, but it wasn't released until like 1992, oddly. Dion Warwick? Dion Warwick, sorry. Dion. 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 And then also but, yeah. a Johnny Cash version of Thunderball. Yeah. Um, and it is very Johnny Cash. It sounds exactly like any Johnny Cash song. I, I was going to say, we got to be honest. Every Johnny Cash song sounds just like a Johnny Cash. He's got a very <laughs> I mean, distinct voice. Yeah. Love him. He has one tone and it, it's fine. Yeah. Honestly, I wouldn't have minded if at one point Johnny Cash did it. Uh, I still think, well, we'll talk about it later. Our favorite <laughs> thing to say at this point ah yes but we're not going to talk about how we feel about the the actual song just figure we'd yeah touch base on the other ones so mm-hmm. the very next scene we open with uh an eye-patched individual by the name of emilio largo he arrives at a bank which is actually a front for specter and he takes a seat with a bunch of other numbered agents overseen by a man petting a cat Called number one, which we know was Blofeld. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, Ken Adam set doing yeah, the astounding. Lord's work. Astounding, so good. So we uh, hear that Largo is actually number two. It's a right hand man, and Bouvard, the gentleman from the previous scene, was number six. And they mentioned that he was killed by an unknown assailant. So at this point, Bond is not famous in the way he is later. They no one knows his name apparently. Oh, just wait. One more movie. Yeah. I mean, it literally <laughs> it takes one. Um, <laughs> several numbered men report to Blofeld, uh, but ultimately he decides to halt the procedure and straight up murder a man who's been embezzling in a way that's yeah. very similar to how Will Ferrell is killed in Austin Powers. Well, almost killed. <laughs> yeah. Almost killed. <laughs> eventually. Eventually killed. <laughs> um, yes. So I thought it was interesting. They were were they pitching their extortion plans to Blofeld here, 
or reporting I think on just ones re- that actually happen? I have to be reporting their day to day. That's kind of how it felt. Okay. Yeah. I think they were like, "Hey, this is what I got. This is what it's I got." The team, the the morning team meeting. Yeah. yeah morning team guys. Yeah. What'd you do for chaos this today? <laughs> for chaos. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. This is not Max Martin shit. That's oh. a great way to put it. Um, well, we got some money from this guy. Oh, I got some money too. Um, I'm going to do a plan to destroy a country with a nuclear weapon. <laughs> you know, your normal shit. <laughs> well, yeah, because right after this, number two reveals their big plan, which is essentially to ransom NATO for $280 million or 100 pounds sterling. And at this point, we don't know what their plan is other than they're just going to ransom. And then we're going to figure out as we go along. Mm-hmm. So it was $150 million. Is that right? I thought it was 100 pounds. It was 100 million pounds sterling. But later in the movie, he switches to diamonds? <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's, that gets <laughs> yeah, us yeah. the currency they that... would like to be paid with. Mm-hmm. Which amounts yeah, to so... the same amount of money. Uh, Okay. All right. No, I was just going to make an exchange rate joke, but it's fine. Oh. <laughs> yeah. They're not all. Let's go ahead and have it. Winners. You know, let's just go ahead yeah, and have yeah. it. No, if it's $150 million or it equals out to 100 million pounds, right? Or how much was it? $280 million or 100 pounds sterling. I guess slash. Wow, dollars are really off, huh? Yeah, well, it always has been. <laughs> I mean, this was the 60s. This was, we were doing okay. I don't know why I wanted to bring us down, but. We what, what's on. happening? Yeah. <laughs> we were talking about exchange rates. How about that Ken Adams set? That Ken <laughs> Adams set was glorious. Absolutely glorious. So, what happens next, Corey? Yeah, yeah what so, happens? So, they mentioned, back. they mentioned that there's a. We, we did ask for him to do that, so we can't be too I mean, the um, door was open. So they mentioned that there's a Spectre agent in southern England by the name of Count Lippy, and he is awaiting further instruction. However, he happens to be in the same day spa that Bond happens to be in. Out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Seemingly apropos of nothing, they just happen to both be there. Did they explain yeah. that at all? It, just, it was just coincidence. No. It's total coincidence, and that makes me so mad. <laughs> yeah. James is there to like treat a back injury. It's like a physical therapy resort yeah they're there uh, for a very long time <laughs> well for days yeah. and you know what makes me even matter <laughs> which will happen later they built this fucking spa next to a goddamn air force base <laughs> yeah the most relaxing place on earth that's true right next that's true <laughs> to what the least the relaxing fuck? place on earth <laughs> well is it meant to be uh, like sort of a like a mil- yeah, military run, I guess. The uh, resort or the, the base? The resort. <laughs> I don't think it's military. It's not. It looked real, uh, considering Lippy's yeah. not military. Not it's a good all. point. Very, very yeah. valid point. <laughs> Matter of fact, no count. one else is a government person there. Yeah, I think it's just what it is. Yeah, all right. Just poor planning. Poor planning. <laughs> I do love the question was, do you mean the spa? Or the base. <laughs> a non-military <laughs> runway. <laughs> yeah. A military spa. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know. Yeah. You know, a military spa and a private Send base. Send them for treatment. You know. I don't know. Hey, could happen. So Bond notices a strange scar on Lippy's finger. Or wrist, sorry. Wrist. Wrist. Mm-hmm. And immediately goes, that scar looks scary. 
and he calls Money Penny, and they have their little tete a tete, <laughs> which is odd. I, I, we got to say, we got to say, we got to. I'm not talking it. about the. Uh, okay, we can save it. Because Are we saving that? I Cause love that was because that was something else. I is look, that one of y'all's quotes? Yeah, I looked it no. up. Too. It's mine. Oh, okay. So okay, because like, I gotta know what the fuck that even. Yeah, means. I'm, I'm I, glad it's somebody's quote. I did look it up, I and it I, yeah, I looked it up, and it's not any, not that much better. But I did look it up. Okay. Okay, we'll leave you with that teaser, listener. No joke, that might have been my number one thing to talk with y'all about. <laughs> well, we can talk about it. About. We, we can just go and talk. We have we talked about it a little bit too much to to just move on. So I'm just gonna spoil yeah. mine. So Bond calls Money Penny to ask about the scar, and they have a little, you know, will they won't they kind of thing. Money Penny flirts back, and Bond says, "Next time I see you, I'm gonna put you over my knee." And she says, "On yogurt and lemon juice, I can hardly wait." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was like, "Aro, what the fuck does that mean?" I, that is my best line go, because of how ludicrous it is. I tried to go through like all the sexual innuendos I could think that yogurt and lemon juice might relate I, to, and I came up with some hideous things. Uh, but yeah. I want to know what it actually means. I was, I thought I was hallucinating. Rewound it, and I was like, not a clue, not a clue what's going on here. I was like, is like yogurt the like she's gonna get like. So turned on, like that cream. That I don't know. <laughs> so so turned on. They the didn't cream. mention it, obviously, <laughs> but she would know that he's in the spa and knows that he's on a cleanse of yogurt and lemon juice, and that's what he's that's what he's imbibing right now. So seeing her with only that on his on his stomach would make him weak, I guess. And so she thought it would be funny to make a joke at how weak he would be after only eating yogurt and lemon juice. They didn't. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> okay. Flew over my head. Did in nineteen sixty four? Did anyone know that? No. Or, okay. No one would have known that. I would imagine that people would have been stumped on that for years. What did she right. mean? I mean, the only thing I could think of, I was like, it must be a time frame reference that I'll never understand. <laughs> but okay. I was baffled. I, yeah. Right. My my brain went all kinds of ways on that one. <laughs> Yogurt and lemon juice. I and it can't never think. came to the fact that well, he was on a fast. Without that without that explanation, I was confused. But now with it, I'm just angry. So. <laughs> just a little bit bad. <laughs> so Bond all decides right. to investigate Lippy's room. By the way, I love the name Lippy. <laughs> Fucking Lippy. I wish he had like a teeny little mustache, I mean, like a little Lippy mustache. <laughs> Just some lippy yep. hairs. <laughs> I mean, we can't we can't downgrade him either. He is a count. He's count. He is a count. Sure. No, that's just his name. Oh, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> it's not a title. It's, it's, Fuck him, man. His fucking first name is Count. <laughs> they do not mention his first name. If they did, I didn't hear it. All I know is Count and Lippy. So Bond is almost caught by a fully... Uh, face bandaged, face bandaged, a man with bandages all over his face. We find out his name is Angelo, and at the moment we don't know anything further. Right after this, George forces himself on a masseuse. <laughs> George, James. <laughs> George. George. <laughs> um, that, our new main character, George. Yep. Yeah. Uh, George Lond. <laughs> I will. So when James is sneaking around Lippy's room, uh, 
and he just manages to avoid Angelo's gaze. He leaves, but before he leaves, he takes a grape and eats it. He, he does. does do that. I was like, that's he's a, a, mm, I like that. Yeah. You know, that's a power play. He's, he's having fun in this one. I think he's settled into his bond here. Yep, this is number four, so. Yeah, he's, you can tell he's confident with it. He's making some But by the next money. one, he's completely over it. So this might be his... Last time he's had a good time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. So James, like, literally, like, squeezes this woman's face into his face. She's yeah. obviously not into it. And it, and he wasn't even really building anything up to it. She was just no. in front of him. So she, she straps him to a torture <laughs> oh. device. I mean, Jesus this, Christ. This thing... Before we jump into that device, I, I just want to say... I was really excited that this woman was having none of his shit. I really liked that. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. Like, yeah, and then he fucking blackmails her into sleeping with him, essentially. Yeah, so it, it really gets worse. <laughs> it just uh, gets worse. Yeah, this scene we're about to see, as Corey's setting up, is the worst <laughs> suspense scene in all movie. How they tried to turn this into a suspenseful moment is it, beyond me. Suspense is a very kind word for what's happening here. They, oh, yeah. I they didn't put, feel suspense. I was, I was in abject horror. <laughs> what I was, they, what on earth were they doing? They put him on a traction table, which is supposed to basically decompress your spine. But I guess Lippy comes in, turns it up to high, and then James uh-huh. basically fucks this table yeah. for 10 Till minutes. He... The only suspense I felt was, is he going to come? Yeah, <laughs> honestly, I kind of did too. Because it looked yeah. like, and he was making like, this is the most reaction you've gotten from Bond in any situation. <laughs> yeah. And all it was doing was gently tugging on him. Yeah, he was going back and forth. I that mean, was it was, it. it didn't look fun. It looked like it was stretching no. his fucking entire body and then yeah but it looked like he was humping humping the table over and over and over he makes less noise when he gets shot later (laughs) he he has less of a reaction being shot he has almost no reaction when he gets shot yeah or okay so this i i literally spent five minutes after this scene trying to figure out what that fucking table did well i'm glad i'm glad blaine knows what it's called i've had this done to me Mm -hmm. for a back injury did it it look just like this I mean, it's just, it was more modern. Okay. But yeah, they put a little belt on you and it just pulls your legs while your upper body stays stationary. Oh. It's kind of decompressed. So there's no way it could kill you. I'm just <laughs> want to say, we went from, okay, the equivalent of this scene would be uh, Goldfinger just... using his laser <laughs> on to, Bond. To cut him in half. To cut him in half through his crotch. That's a very to him good being, point. To getting his, like, gently, de- okay, not gently, but slightly aggressively decompressed. This is his libido. You can't fuck with James's libido. I mean, and he, it would, I thought the exact same thing. So I was calm, like, wow, we really lowered the stakes. So on this calm time. with the laser, but decompression mm-hmm. absolutely lost his shit. Yeah. Passes out. Passes out. <laughs> I was so blown away by this. But gets right up and is able to move perfectly right after it. So, <laughs> He's able oh, to fuck you right would, after. You would think that after that many thrusts, he'd be like, I'm going to 
and take it easy. No, it goes straight mm-hmm. into who blackmailing the masseuse and then fucking her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so the masseuse thinks it's her fault. And then James is like, well, mm-hmm. I won't tell your manager if we go fuck in the steam yeah. room. I'm going to threaten your job, so I need you to uh, have sex. I couldn't imagine having sex in a steam room. Ugh, no joke. <laughs> Just pass out. Just I couldn't. sticky, sweaty. Ugh. Oh, wow. Oh. I mean, I couldn't imagine having sex at the bottom of the ocean. Can you imagine that? Oh, you ruined that reveal. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, Andrew. I mean, you didn't have to acknowledge it. Like... <laughs> That's just something I do. Yeah, it's something time. I just couldn't imagine. <laughs> oh, man. So, <laughs> we gotta just move past this horrible shit. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, please. So, the next scene, we meet two new characters. We meet a major, Francois Durbal, and his woman concubine lover hold hold on we gotta go back james gets done having sex and then does a him and lippy are playing pranks on each other oh that's right bond goes and traps lippy in a small like self-contained sauna yeah and then the next thing we see is james rubbing this girl with a mink glove a mink glove yeah just so weird. The couple, there's a couple a... scenes of him still rubbing her with the mink glove later on. Yeah. But, but when the when we first see it, he it shows it for like two seconds and cuts away, and I was that was so random. Yeah, to it was a, of, it was a mink glove in the shape of an oven mitt, and he's rubbing this woman all over it, and then it just cuts. Yeah, but they do come back to it. But if stand alone, you're like, what the hell? Why? But yes, sorry, and, Corey. Yeah, that Let's was just, after a he, uh, hand. Just, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> that was after he does a sleepaway camp move on uh, Count <laughs> <Yeah>. Lippy. <laughs> I forgot about that, this dude. They didn't even do anything with that. I thought, oh, is that going to kill him? Is that going to just steam his body to death? Nope. He's all I could, yeah. All I was thinking is, oh, he's gonna. This is gonna kill him. Yeah. All right. <laughs> no. There's nothing Bonds like, and we'll get to it. There's nothing like this happening, and the, the man that he does it to is perfectly fine a scene later yeah not even talking about oh some guy like heated my whole body up (laughs) (laughs) so yes so back to it so derval major francois derval and his lover fiona volpe who seem to have a great little romantic relationship very cute and soon as uh soon as derval opens the door to exit an identical man stands before him and gasses him to death yes and we find out that that man is angelo who actually had complete facial reconstructive surgery to impersonate derval and behind him is lippy and as well fiona is also a specter agent slash assassin and they're all in on a plan together i gotta say when he shot that guy in the face with the gas why didn't he just use a gun? Like know. he was standing like a foot away. Just mm-hmm. a, a silence. Like, that's pretty. That's pretty close quarters. Uh, what if you breathed it in? Like I know he covered his face with a handkerchief, yeah. but do they want to imply that and he I'm... dies of like natural causes because they take his that's... body back? Oh, well they do, but at the same time, he still. Why did they need to explain any of it? <laughs> Angelo's just a guy staying there. It's not like they had to say, well, we got to show that he <laughs> <Yeah>. died. <laughs> oh, he could have just been gone. I checked gone. out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I checked out, bitch. <laughs> yeah. Give, give me, there's no reason this whole ruse needed to occur, really. That's a this very is, good point. 
Not yes. to mention that gas gun he shoots is about as loud as a real gun would have been. So, very close to the same stuff that he just breathed in. Yeah, and also yeah. I don't think holding your your hand to your face with a deadly gas that's effective in seconds is gonna do shit. Yeah. That would have been all yeah. in that room, babe, and you didn't clear oh, anything out. No, no, no. Not no. to mention they closed the door behind them too, so it's just there now. It's just lingering. Yeah. But whatever you so guys want to do. Interesting choice. Yeah, that's if that's how you guys want to do the job. Then okay. Yeah. So they get him set to go, but uh, Angela decides to squeeze them for a little bit more money. In fact, I think it's like a hundred fifty thousand more dollars, like a big jump. And Lippy is not a fan. He pushes back, is about to shoot Angelo, essentially. But Fiona relents and says, we will pay you. Here's a down payment. We'll pay you the rest after the mission. Which is pretty much them telling us, he gonna die. We're gonna kill you. But they didn't really have any other choice. Mm-hmm. He they kind of went through the whole process. <laughs> yeah. I have plastic surgery look just like this guy. And I know you guys are gonna yell at me. I did not realize that... Count Lippy was also this gunman. I thought this was a separate guy. <laughs> Here's Count the thing, Lippie man. So... <laughs> There's a few characters where I thought, I was like, did they introduce this person at all? Is that guy supposed to know? And there's yeah. one in particular. <laughs> oh, I think we all know who that is. <laughs> Pinder or the other guy? No, no. I'll tell you his name. It's Ladislav Kutz. And if you don't recognize yes. that name, that's okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, they really... uh. Give him a great exit, but we'll get there. Yeah. Um, so they seemingly decide, like I said, they they replace Durval's body with uh, they re- they put Angela's bandages on Durval's body, our now our now dead major, and they bring him back to the spa. But we'll get there. Uh, Angelo as Durval boards a NATO training flight. That, you know, just contains two atomic bombs. A training a training flight. Let me make sure that we still have the real deal on board, though. Put, put the shit up there. Uh, meanwhile, Bond is preoccupied with his mink rubdown, and <laughs> he actually sees Lippy and company return with a dead body and realizes that, that, that he's definitely up to no good. So he follows Lippy and discovers a dead Durval, which at this point he does not understand who that is, just it's a dead man. And he assumes it's the he assumes it's the man with bandages. And he goes to make a phone call and decides to kill and, and I guess just knows that there's a henchman in the window and kills him with a with I guess a very heavy phone. <laughs> well, Bond really likes decorating dead bodies in this movie for some he reason. Does. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't don't understand oh, really yeah, but all right threw the flowers on the de- i love yeah. that uh what if this henchman what was he thinking he tried to stab bond from like eight feet away through a window yeah what do you think was gonna happen mm-hmm. yeah knives go right through glass <laughs> well he had to lean so far to try and stab him it, it wasn't was like... even meanwhile lippy's there with a gun not doing shit doesn't do with anything. a silencer Honestly, Lippy, Lippy really did fuck up. He 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 he, he, he pushed out here. He blew mm-hmm. the whole thing. So Bond sets off the alarm and then just walks out the door. Cool as cucumber. I love the lady. He's like, "What's yes. going on?" He's like, "I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either." That was great. Uh, of course, the masseuse knows what's going. What was her name? Did we even get a name for her? 
what? Uh, let's see. I don't <laughs> I feel bad calling her the masseuse. I mean, she's technically a Bond girl in this. Molly Peters? Is it Molly Pete? Yeah, Molly, the actor. Patricia, I think, is her name. Oh. Yeah. Not quite as the most memorable Bond girl name, I suppose. Pat. That's fine. Yeah. She's, she's gone after this scene. Um, yep. So, then we go back to Angelo, a.k.a. Draval, a.k.a. Angelo. And he... You know, this very interestingly, I like how he kills every he, he he is on the plane now and he's got a lot of crew to kill, about four different crew members, and he inserts the gas into I guess a shared breathing tube in case of oxygen failure. And then he changes his own breathing tube, activates the gas, and kills them all instantly. Which that was a yeah. pretty interesting way to do it. I was I was yeah, I'm... efficient. Yeah. I was, I mean he could have just shot him, but he said no, no. I'm going to handle this a different way. In this case, yeah. way more efficient than... <laughs> it worked. Probably the smartest way, because you don't be shooting a gun with nukes down mm. below or you. Or just in and a plane in a, general. And in a, and on a plane. Yeah, Goldfinger taught us that. Yeah. Augustus <laughs> Goldfinger <laughs> taught us that. Gold Augustus Galoop. Did we say that on the podcast? <laughs> it really does. Uh, probably. <laughs> I can't remember anymore. So he takes control of the plane and immediately flies it below radar. While NATO is looking for the plane, uh, he ends up flying it straight to Largo's boat, the Disco Volante. A great name for a mm-hmm. boat. I was just going to say, if no one named a nightclub Disco Volante after this, it's a fucking waste. Yeah. What a waste. You know what I hate? I rewound it and paused it like six times to read the name of the boat. <laughs> And then they just fucking talk about it. They, oh, just, they say it later. later. They mention it I a thought lot. It was gonna, I thought it was going to be would... like a secret little nugget that yeah, could have no. for the podcast. And then they no. just talk about it. I mean, I'm willing to say that they mention it every other scene. But they really yeah. work it in. They make sure you remember. What's the name of that? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, the yeah. Disco Volante. I do like so I a... the Volante. But I th- I'm pretty sure Volante probably the most correct pronunciation. I believe so. <laughs> so... He, he has a water landing. He pulls a sully. And he water lands the plane and allows it to sink to the bottom of the ocean. So that Spectre can scuba. And this is our first underwater scene. One of many. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So they can dive down, retrieve the bombs, and hide both the bomb cargo as well as camouflage the entire plane. But not before Largo cuts Angelo's oxygen tube and leaves him to drown. Yeah, yeah, that's rough. Why is Largo out here doing all this shit? Largo say, is in the mix. He is, he is hands-on. He on. is super hands-on. Mm-hmm. Maybe our most Maybe. hands-on villain. Renard is pretty hands-on. Um, but most of the villains set back. He's in every single part of this, this mission. He's <laughs> out here doing it. And... Did we need to see the whole 10 minutes it took to cover the plane with the cargo net? Oh, man. Uh, no. And also, <laughs> terrible cargo net. <laughs> really, really, you needn't have bothered, honestly. I mean, it looked like a plane with a net over it. I don't know what it's... <laughs> yeah. Put just that, a few that's... more of those shrubberies on there, please, y'all. Yeah. You took I the think time. That's, that's one of the big issues with this movie is that they just show everything. Yeah. Like, I get what's going on. Yeah, leave a little for us to figure out. Yeah. I kind of hate that they they showed the whole plan to the viewer this early. Yeah. Like, we didn't get 
in a lot of the Bond movies, you're like figuring it out with Bond. Mm-hmm. Not here. No, nope, and, and I didn't super like it. Yeah, I agree. There's, I agree. but they pulled they pulled the plan off very nicely. I will yeah. say that. I mean, we know we know what's happening. I, I mean, for the most part, I'm not too confused here. So there's no there's that balance of sometimes in Roger Moore movies, I'm like the fuck is going on y'all please just give me a little <laughs> bit more information of what your what's your end game here <laughs> octopusy maybe <laughs> maybe that <laughs> uh but yeah this is one of those scenes where it could have used a cut or one of those speed ups they like so much speed ups. they chose not give to me a, give me an underwater speed up please yeah you know what an underwater speed up sounds pretty good i agree i'll take two so <laughs> number one is very disappointed with Lippy, uh, because basically he he mucks the whole thing up. Of course, everything semi works out, but Lippy almost ruined the whole thing, essentially by hiring Angelo, who turns out to be a skeever, and you know mm-hmm. allowing Bond pretty much letting Bond end on everything. He's the reason Bond is very apparent. Apparently knows the whole deal already. So Lippy decides to chase Bond as he finally leaves the day spa. Only to be blown up by an assailant on a motorcycle who we find out is Fiona Volpe. And she's, mm. she's, she's a crazy assassin. Yeah, she is. I actually like the uh, whole motorcycle situation. It was cool. Mm-hmm. And that explosion was pretty giant. Yeah. It was, it was no joke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, um, he's well dead. <laughs> and the motorcycle was just cool. Mm-hmm. She was hauling ass. I got to cut back really quick to them removing the nukes from the plane. Did you guys see what was written on the nuke? Yeah, handle like an egg. Handle like eggs. Handle like eggs, yeah. I (laughs) did not. I was like, you know what? That's Great advice. Great advice. Yeah. Everyone knows, hey, eggs, you got to be careful. Let's just stamp it on this nuke. Yep. Same rules of life. Don't drop an egg. Don't drop a nuke. (laughs) Even the biggest idiots that work in our military will understand what that I means. I know eggs. <laughs> uh, so, similar to the Spectre debrief, the next scene we have is a double O debrief uh, at, at MI6. And this is the first time that we at least get a glimpse of several double O's all together. Now, they don't take the time to introduce them. Why would they? But I like yeah. that the man next to 007 is presumably 006. And we can say mm. maybe Alec Trevelyan and, and a cool little beard. And I was like, hey, I wonder if he was ever named. Mm-hmm. Oh. I didn't notice the beard, to be honest. How many were there? Were there nine? There was nine. I think I counted nine. Okay. Well, I was going to say you had 009 on the end there. Well, I guess that's it ha- would have to be. Otherwise, it wouldn't be a double O. Yeah. Can't have a double 10. <laughs> that doesn't no. It would just be zero 10. <laughs> zero 010. Oh. Yeah. You got agent zero. But yeah, 009, and just a few years, he's going to be having to do with that mission in a clown suit. So, Oh, yeah. Poor guy. Mm, the Mishkas. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we're in this beautiful Ken Adam room, the most impractical meeting space I perhaps have ever seen. <laughs> but it is lovely to look it's at. It's hard to believe it's even in that building. Yeah. It's so big. Yeah. Usually M's office is not too big, and there seems to be just a huge fuck-all door. Or it built like... like <laughs> Ballroom right office. next to it. Yeah, this yeah. looks like they traveled to Versailles to have this conference meeting. This I mean, it looked huge. like it looked like he went to go to M's office. So where was this big old room? <laughs> and they called it the conference room. 
but yeah, it's huge. What I what I also loved about this scene is uh, when they're getting briefed, they show a map that's the size of a three story house, and <laughs> all I kept thinking was, not to mention it. Maybe they maybe talk about it for a second and a half. Yeah. That guy gives the worst briefing. <laughs> yeah. He just says it could be fucking yeah. anywhere. Hey, this we made big circle. We made this big circle. It should be somewhere in somewhere here, but it's not. Plane. <laughs> could you imagine? So they had to go send that map off to be printed. Printed. It took at least an hour and a half to <laughs> it's hang it up. The size of a football field. <laughs> yeah. And that was the information they conveyed. The amount of time invested to make this map did not let's equal just give the some let's give some handouts yeah, yeah i was about to say that just make yeah. some eight by also, eleven it was on the side wall so no one in the, the semicircle yeah. could even fucking see it and then on top the ps resistance was oh and by the way it's behind a secret painting <laughs> it's so ridiculous i mean don't get me wrong cool loved it. but loved it. yeah loved, loved it. how it looked but and they were also about 90 feet away from M and the yeah. <laughs> the home secretary who were given yeah. the debriefing, so they had to just be screaming. Yeah. What did you say, Bond? Thunderball! Yeah, well, that's they, so they mentioned Thunderball for the only time? Did they mention it again at all? I don't remember. No, that's, Never. that's the name of the mission. The mission is called Thunderball. We don't care why. We don't need any further information. Absolutely. They get their packet of classified materials. They, they do get it. some handouts. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, oddly enough, James Bond does not take this back to his uh, palace in uh, Florida. Weird. Hey, they assign him to Canada. Yeah. I know. Well, Bond recognizes... And then he's like, uh, yeah. He recognizes the picture of the of the man who, ever, who took the plane, Major Durval. He recognizes him as the dead man he saw at the spa. So when he gets his assignment to Canada, he says, you're going to want to submit a NASA. And, yeah. And <laughs> Which, at this point... Wouldn't we all? <laughs> at this point, want that? did they know that Domino lives in NASA? Or did James just somehow I, know that? I have no I, idea. It was never explained why he chose NASA. How so, he knew that. So now he's in M's office. Yeah. yeah. When they're talking about this. Was it because she was on a boat? Did the boat say... Like NASA now, sometimes the boats will say where they're docked. I mean, it could have been mentioned. Oh yeah, that's his. That's his uh, sister. She lives in the Bahamas, but they didn't. Say I don't it. think that happened. This yeah. this whole movie is just a bunch of good guesses and fucking luck and coincidence. Yeah, yeah. and hoping you won't ask questions. That's okay. another part. First, okay, I'm gonna keep keep a tally. Mm-hmm. First off, he ended up being at the resort with Lippy. The fucking resort happened to be next to the NATO base. He yep. happened to see Lippy bringing the dead guy back. Mm-hmm. He happened to have looked at the dead guy, happened to have recognized him in the picture. Yes. Now he happens to know where his fucking sister is? All coincidence. Yep. This what? is probably the easiest mission Bond has ever had to do. <laughs> it's yeah, just falling just, into his lab. Yeah. Just, yeah. Just fell into my, I'm a lazy outfielder. Yeah. I just got it. And gets to have a fucking vacation on uh, MI6's uh, dime. Yeah, and gets to fuck a well, lot of hot women. I mean, a lot of his movies, that's really the case. Fair enough. Fair enough, Corey. <laughs> he does get nonstop vacations. Yeah. And he gets to kill people while he's doing it. Yeah. I don't and like sex. you. You're, you're, yeah, sex kill vacation. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. 
I didn't know Bond was uh, smoking the bandit, but all right, you go for it, man. Damn, <laughs> <laughs> rubber ducky. <laughs> uh, this is the duck. Oh, um, so speaking of speaking of happens to Bond finds Durval's sister immediately. Very next scene, he, he's he's I'm already s- found her. I, mm-hmm. I'm sorry again. There's a random scene that didn't need to happen. M or Bond comes out of M's office and has a little yeah pitter patter with <laughs> Money Penny, and then his hat is stolen. Uh, yeah, I didn't what get that was either. that? I didn't get it either. I was blown away. Well, I well, thought I had a hat here. M chides Money Penny for calling her an old man, and Bond makes what I thought at first was yeah. meant to be a joke. Oh, I thought I had a hat here, and then there's no really punchline. Or I don't remember he even came back. in with a hat. No, he, he came in and did put, hung his hat up on the coat rack. He definitely did. So his hat was stolen. Money Penny obviously stole it to rub her pussy with later. <laughs> yeah, that must be it. But <laughs> why did they show that? I have no idea. The only exciting thing about this is the first time we see Money Penny get in trouble about something. True. Yeah. But I was just blown away. You just wasted my life to oh, show. Oh, I thought I had a hat here. Hmm. Okay, I've, I've misplaced my hat. Let's, well let's, yeah, they should have given us five minutes on the investigation of the missing hat. Yeah, there's an internal search at MI6 that Money Penny's in charge took of. It. Yeah. Fucking asshole. Where's my fucking Hugh hat? took a shit in it. Hugh took a shit in it, left it in Bond's locker. He was like, this is going to be hilarious. <laughs> He's going to put it on. <laughs> but then, yes, he is now in Nassau. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Uh, and Blaine... This scene when we first arrive in Nassau on water, you know I got excited, right? Oh, yes, I do, but mm-hmm. it made me sad. What was she doing to that poor turtle? I don't know. I guess loving I it. <laughs> I mean, listen, it, there was a lot of cruelty to animals in this movie, I will say, but I, I as being a turtle lover, loved that scene. <laughs> she was just riding that bitch. Yeah. That's a real it turtle. Was, yeah, <laughs> she was. She was, she was real. Mm-hmm. Yeah, interesting. She was just down there swimming like a man. <laughs> swimming like a yeah. Yeah, I retain that, that line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you I, swim I like a man. Ah, <laughs> oh, you swim like a man. <laughs> um. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't like punch you as hard now. <laughs> Are you one of those transvestites? <laughs> um. I'm gonna go. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so obviously this is Domino this is Durval's sister Bond has his little flirtation moment with her and then leaves her to pull a little uh, stunt of his own and we meet we sort of meet Paula who is his assistant in Nassau who gets very little of anything in this movie yeah and Bond is played by Martine Beswick who is one of the fighting gypsies from, from Russia with Love. Oh, she did look familiar. You know what? Yeah. yeah. That was her. You know, Corey never forgets a gypsy. So. Ah, yes. His favorite. <laughs> His favorite. Uh, you know me caravan too well. of, mm-hmm. Yes. Second favorite, tramps. Third. And by that, huh? Charlie Chaplin. Thieves. <laughs> oh, no. 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 We Rock kind of tramp? Th- we were doing a share thing that you kind of ruined, but yeah. that's all right. We were in a <laughs> roll, but it's... It's great. I'll just delete your words later. Um, um, I would say <laughs> if that was a roll, bumpy. 
Got a real dark lady vibes. Mm-hmm. Sorry, okay. Mm-hmm. That was a roll submarine. Sub sandwich. You know, you know, yes. you keep digging this hole. Uh, it's only getting deeper. Speaking of holes, Paula. Yeah, so... Paula's hole. <laughs> By the way, Paula is uh, gorgeous. <laughs> Absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. That's why she was chosen. I guarantee. Tends to be the main reason Bond women mm-hmm. exist. Yep. Unfortunately. So Bond fakes that his boat is broken, that the engine is not working, pulls out a cord and waves, Domino, rescue me. And so they travel on onto the mainland together, leaving Paula behind. Bye, <laughs> Paula. As she's often left. And they drive this boat up to the beach at the speed of light and just yeah. leave it with this, this. They say, fuck it, take it. Was I the only one that was a little weirded out by how fast they were going? I was like, this it was is going to end good. What if there had been a little child <laughs> out there? It, yeah, poor little Alex Kittner could have been there. Right? Mm-hmm. Those boat attacks. Those you got to watch out for Dangerous them. boat attacks. <laughs> oh, Lord. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> and I don't think we've discussed enough that... Uh, so in this family, they had a son named Duvall, but yet had a daughter named Domino. No, his name, was, his name was Francois. Francois. Their last name's Derval. And she says her friends call her Domino. We I actually don't know what her name is. I, if it is. I retract my statement because I only thought of it as Domino. It's <laughs> right. Dominique. Her name's Dominique. Dominique. Okay. Great. Oh, it makes more sense now. Dominique Duval. Yep. Double D. All right. Well, just uh, listeners, uh, don't pay attention to what I just said. No, you were on a roll. Go ahead. <laughs> All right, I'll continue on. So when we're talking about exchange rates. <laughs> uh, they have lunch and talk a lot about conch chowder. In fact, so much so that this has to be some sort of euphemism they were trying to do. Well, no, she says that it's... Not an aphrodisiac? Regardless... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So... But it's how, it's how he keeps going, but I love conch. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, that would be uh, Mr. Roger Moore. Yeah. Who loves the I, was, I did sound like Roger Moore, <laughs> way more like Roger Moore when I said that. Yeah. Corey, are you any good at making conch? Um, I got to tell you, never once cooked with it. Have you ever tasted it? Conference? <laughs> Sorry. Oh, no. oh, we were still doing a cock thing. Nope. You ever, you, you ever chased a cock, yeah. Corey? Have you ever chased it? <laughs> I was going to say, that's a real interesting reaction. You just, uh, it, it really got... was. No, conk is a real thing that we, we can just yeah. talk about that and not the euphemism that might mean. I not. was generally interested to know what it tastes like. <laughs> you never had, you never had conk frites? Never had concretes. I mean, it basically is. It's kind of clam. It kind of they kind of taste like clam, and oh, okay. and and it's concretes really kind of just taste like hush puppies. A little more seafoody hush puppies. Hmm. All right. Well, there we go. Yeah. Well, now we know. I've never had and, it in chowder, chowder form, not once. And boy, I can't tell you what. There's nothing I love doing more than sitting on a warm beach mm. eating some hot eat chowder, some some hot conch chowder. <laughs> Interesting times. <laughs> so Bond follows her well it presumably follows her to a fancy party and of course finds himself at a Baccarat table what would a Bond movie be without Lord have mercy I have to look up how to play this <laughs> I 
Can't, I cannot pin down anything that's happening. It's like you just flip over two random cards. Yeah. And for some reason, two face cards equal eight. This is two movies now. And I just don't understand how you can be good at this game. It doesn't look like they're doing any strategy. There's no skill. They just flip two cards. Yeah. It seems to be at least as much skill as blackjack, where if you can count and know when to stop, uh, I guess that's it. I, I don't I don't know. Do you get an extra card? There's got to be a way they can discard we, one and get a new card or something. We are like 16 movies deep into this Bond thing. <laughs> I refuse to look at that. <laughs> we refuse to learn I how to play back. I never checked it out. It, it's like, all right, I here's two cards. <laughs> and then every time when Bond wins, they're like, oh, you're really good at this game. I'm like, what is the skill? <laughs> We simultaneously in so much distress about this game and also yeah. refuse to look We it talk up. about it every podcast oh, and we don't real, know what the fuck is going twice. on. Well, isn't that just the way the cards are? <laughs> is he good because he decided to play? I, I don't get it. He sat down at the right time, so yeah. skill. But yeah, they have some, some back and forth and James is doing his typical fuck around. I mean, he's yeah. throwing Spectre around like crazy. Yeah, really uh, not being very undercover. No, um, at all. But I don't, there's some other th- times where he's not very undercover either. So Yeah. There well, we there's, what's the best way to immediately walk up to someone and go, I know that you're a secret government <laughs> and you must think I must be a spy by knowing that. And by the way, here's my real name. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, what a what what a way to do it! Mm-hmm. If only we got a Judy Dench M to watch that and go, "What is wrong with you, Bond? <laughs> you dinosaur! You idiot!" Oh, so Domino is there behind Largo, which we haven't mentioned was at the table, and that's who he's that's who he's doing tete a tete with. And Bond says, "Well, you know, y'all keep playing, and I'm just gonna take her away." Even though right before that, Largo said, "I need to win my money back." Bond's just like, nah, let me just go yeah. ahead. <laughs> you don't get I'm gonna to. St- I'm yeah. going to take a girl. <laughs> Not for me, asshole. Yeah, Bye. Mr. Studio Girl, you can keep playing. And they go for dinner and a dance. Yeah. And that's where we find out that Domino is basically owned by Largo in this weird relationship they have. It seems yeah. it seems a little bit shif- shifty. Uh, yeah, and... That way you described it seems a little harsh, but I believe she even describes it that way. Yeah. That she's his property. Yeah. She kind of makes it seem like at first she was attracted to him. She said that. She did. And then I think it was like, oh, now I'm just his slave. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She mentions guardian, I believe, is the term she uses, but that's yeah. not really the vibe we're getting anymore. Yeah. Which makes you wonder, is this a Woody Allen, Sungi situation? Or where are we at? <laughs> not a whole lot we can we can compare to old woody out guy yeah. guy walks his own route yeah that's one way to describe him for sure um so bond ref- returns to his room the next day the next day where was he all night it's like fully the next day and he's in shorts and everything but it seems like he's just returning to his room after the night before that part is weird um and he, what he's been doing that they kind of sort of, I guess, explains that he's got room 304, but he always goes through room 306 first 
and then creeps into his room because presumably there's always going to be goons in there or something waiting for him. Uh, right? I, no, no, you're right. I, I just assumed one was for Paula and one was for him. But I could be wrong. Perhaps, perhaps. I just don't understand why it would make a difference. No, it wouldn't. Would they just be pointing at the main door and he comes in through the other door? <laughs> but they'd still be in there. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, he finds a... He goes to find this book that's actually a, a very large tape recorder and realizes that someone had just entered the room right before he did, essentially. Mm-hmm. And before he goes off to find that person, none other than Felix Leiter shows up at the door. Of course, we don't know that yet. We saw him earlier kind of lurking in the shadows, uh, but Bond recognizes him and punches him in the gut. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right away. <laughs> and yet again, uh, a new Felix Leiter in this yep. movie. <laughs> Uh, you know what? Um, pretty. I like this Felix. I don't have too many problems with him. Much younger than the one that was in Goldfinger. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I will also say, uh, one of the notes I wrote down when we see Bond's hotel room was, I, I am shocked that Ken Adam didn't make a fortune doing like designs for oh hotels. hotels? In the world. Yeah. Gargantuan I mean, hotel rooms. Yeah. yeah. That's why. I mean, we'll make not necessarily no money, the Mr. rooms, but you could imagine if you made like a, t- a Ken Adam restaurant, it would still be beautiful. Like a lobby? Yeah, yeah. like a lobby, something like that. I wonder if he, he did do he, some he like consulting. He probably did do full like permanent installations. Yeah. Because, I mean, he's great. He's fucking amazing at what he does. Yeah. This Felix's real name rick van nutter <laughs> man that guy fucks i guarantee it oh, yeah. yeah he's up there with what's his face from the thing you remember it Corey? no because <laughs> i don't i don't either i don't know I, I, oh the the stunt double yeah who was, oh, in, who was oh, the shadow dick warlock dick warlock dick warlock thank you i didn't know to what you were referring <laughs> <laughs> Wilfred Brimley. Remember? <laughs> I was like, oh man, I don't know what you're talking about yet. Uh, so, Wilfred fucks. So <laughs> Wilfred gets it going. Um, so Bond hits Lighter because he knows there's a henchman in the room and he doesn't want Lighter to reveal that he's a double O agent. Or really just wants Lighter to shut up. Uh, and he goes yeah. to find the, the henchman in his bathroom and just straight up slaps the gun out of his hand. Like, bitch slaps it out of his hand. One of many karate chops that destroy other people. So yeah. powerful. So powerful. Uh, but he doesn't kill him. He he lets him live, and he sends him off to Largo to report that he failed, that he fucked up. Basically sends him to his death, honestly. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, because he, and... get, he gets to Largo and he gets fed to sharks. Uh, two things. Uh, it probably would have been better just to shoot this poor man in the head because he gets torn apart like you said but also why couldn't they give these sharks more than a half of an inch of water to live in that really bothered me well at some point or in some scenes they do have more water but in those cuts it does look like they're just uh basically scraping the the bottom in the baby pool yeah Yeah. (laughs) i love how he tries to act well you know these are these are rescued sharks that I barely give any food to and water and make sure yeah. they're starving when I feed them human people. <laughs> um, you know, 
great guy. Yeah. I mean, honestly, great guy. Did you like how he kissed his own ring after he killed the henchman? <laughs> yeah, he said, mm, "Golly, okay. good Largo, look <laughs> at you, Largo." Here's the thing, I kind of like Largo. I don't. Dislike I mean, him. <laughs> he is ruthless. Yeah, and out there doing shit. It gets. He it doesn't done. offer much though. He, I mean, he's not like mind-blowingly great, but no, I do but like the character he's portraying. Hard ass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's uh, and he's up there, but he's uh, not. He's not one of our worst. No. Oh no. No 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 no. no, no. no. Um, but no, I loved when he kissed the ring. And guys, we all got to get a Spectre ring. I don't know why we don't have. I almost ordered some. Shit. I was going to present them during the final episode. During our golden gavels. Yes. But I, I ruined the plan. So oh, well, can't you do guys. it now. <laughs> Fun fact, I watched the behind the scenes of this one, obviously. This guy, uh, when they throw him into the shark tank, you see him land on top of a shark. Yes, you do. That was real. A real shark. Yeah. Lands a on real a... shark. Yikes. The stunt mm-hmm. double said, you got to pay me 150 extra, and then I'll do this. <laughs> I, and he jumps on top of this fucking shark. The it 60s, only, cost- only $150 to do that? <laughs> extra, extra, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. That's Has- all he requested? In- increased hazard pay, yeah. Oh, for fuck's sake. He may as well be like, hey, you got to give me a carton of cigarettes, and then I'll do it. Stunt guys <laughs> right, are man, wild. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they are. Now, uh, I have some other fun stuff once we get later in yikes. about the sharks. but uh, There is a stunt scene in Live and Let Die that, till this day blows my mind i can't wait till we get there but the alligators yes yeah that wouldn't also as well but until we get there but <laughs> i mean there's these stunt dudes are pretty insane so the next scene james meets with pender uh our local operative in nassau this is one of many just kind of one of the most generic uh, kind of operatives we've ever seen. Usually they kind of give them a little bit of face time and maybe we get to know a little bit about them. Not mm-hmm. at all here. We know, we, know we know his name and pretty much nothing else. He's got his own little base of operations and that's it. And they meet there with Lighter and we get to learn that Paula's last name is, is Catlin. So at least she gets a last name. <laughs> and uh, they, they meet up and have a little bit of briefing. Uh, and then Q and Bond have their little, their, their meeting and it is contentious. I mean, yeah, unbelievably, they already dislike each other, <laughs> like to a great, to a large degree. Uh, I do like that, uh, Q mentions, I hate coming out on the field to do this for you. And <laughs> no. I'd say 50 to 60% of the time he's doing that. For That's now what on. you're yeah. going to be doing, bud. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, yes. yeah, go ahead, bud. This Pinder guy, why did we even bother to introduce him? Uh, not a clue. For the <laughs> purpose of having this shack to do this part I in? Guess so. That we come See, back to once or twice? This could have been anyone's shack. Yeah. yeah. Why introduce this poor guy? It just could have been Lighter. But, Lighter had a shack in Nassau. Yeah, it's our CIA... Uh, Base in Nassau. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Our CIA shack, or just give him something. It's just weird that he's such a such a blank character. 
Agreed. I mean, he doesn't serve a whole lot of purpose or anything like that. So. Yeah, I don't know. So yeah. some of the gadgets we get are a fancy wristwatch, which I I think serves as a Geiger counter. Yes. A mm-hmm. a fancy camera, which takes multi takes burst pictures and also is a Geiger counter. Well, no, no. I think they fucked that up. Yeah, they did. I guess they don't later on. They didn't mention it there, but then later on he says it's a Geiger counter. I was like, when did they say that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they just forgot that. No, it was the watch that was the Geiger counter. Well, let's break this down. <laughs> it feels like there was a misstep here. I wonder if they were doing the scene and Bond's taking pictures underwater. And somebody was like, well, people are going to ask how that camera can take pictures underwater. All right, we'll just say that this is a waterproof camera and he has a Geiger counter that's a watch. And maybe they forgot about it. Because <laughs> later on, it that camera, it's, it's a, either a new camera or it becomes a Geiger It's a Geiger camera. counter all of a sudden, yeah. Okay. I, but yeah, what we get here at face value is, oh, this is a waterproof camera, which, cool. That shoots infrared <laughs> film <laughs> and if you see the pictures i couldn't tell <laughs> so just a really nice camera at the end of the day not super gadgety i mean it kind of but she's uh we mm. also get a rebreather which i mean i do love the way the rebreather looks it kind of like reminds that. me it honestly reminds me of the star wars rebreathers that they have in episode one it does yeah, yeah. which those are um, those are cool yeah those are cool uh Bond really puts this little thing to the limit later on in the movie, but all right. <laughs> he really does. Mm-hmm. Um, so the next thing we find is that Spectre has now confirmed their demands, and this time they are requesting payment through means of diamonds, which we did mention earlier. And there's a huge diamond shipment that happens to be the exact amount that they have ransomed. And so now they're asking for that to be their compens- their compensation. Yeah. <laughs> and I won't even say it's a very descript set of diamonds. Like these are blue cut diamonds. Blue white diamonds. It's the Corps de la Mer. It sure is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Honestly, another movie with a ton of underwater <laughs> business. At least that movie was good. Underwater stuff. I liked it better than this one, for sure. So, speaking of underwater, Bond goes on a underwater reconnaissance mission and starts taking pictures underneath Largo's boat, finds a, uh, uh, what am I trying to say here? Uh, a door? No. Uh, a shaft? Hatch. hatch. Thank you. Hatch. Gosh. Finds a hatch, <laughs> but is caught immediately. I mean, he, may, he maybe is underneath the boat for a couple seconds before he's found. I yeah. think we should also tell everyone Bond is doing a secret reconnaissance mission uh, under this boat, but decides to wear, I'm going to go ahead and say, the brightest red fucking swimsuit to do all this in. It's true. It is nighttime, though. Mm. Red, you, can't, you shouldn't be able to see red underwater at night. It should all just be mm. still black. Maybe if he was wearing a white suit, that'd be one thing. But mm. Wow. Either. <laughs> what just upset. We, I would have thought you loved that red suit because he... Puts it to work for the rest Why of the Why is his the only one that's like. <laughs> Comes up like a, to his crotch? <laughs> I was going to yeah. say, like a fucking baby onesie? Yeah, yeah the rest have legs. 
uh, that was a special Con- request by Sean Connery. <laughs> yeah, I gotta let my legs. Breathe. I can't cover these babies up. Um, but yeah, that other scuba guy comes out. He was just down there waiting. <laughs> he was. There's just a guy like, in the stern of the ship, ready to planning, catch any divers. They were like, "Look, just in case, Steve, you're down there at the bottom. Just watch, <laughs> Scuba night. Steve. Yeah, Scuba Steve. Shit." Dang, I didn't realize I started so I got to start. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the, this movie is where the toys from. Wow, that's cool, man. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> Bond overpowers this uh, this assailant and starts to get away, but they start fucking throwing bombs, throwing grenades into the water. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and at this point, I thought the nukes were still on the boat. I did too. I was like, three. maybe not the best <laughs> idea. Yeah, what these- are y'all doing? concussive waves through this ship on a good day you don't want to throw a grenade which shoots out uh shrapnel <laughs> anyway but <laughs> yeah that'll that'll cut right through the hole of any ship mm-hmm. pretty yeah. easily <laughs> but not to mention there's also two atomic bombs on board but we of course find out that no there aren't and thank goodness mm-hmm. for that because that would have been that would have been way to end the movie uh, James does eventually uh, swim out, but hitches a ride with one Fiona Vorpe, who he obviously does not recognize and has no idea is a Spectre assassin, but she sure does act like a maniac. Out of and, <laughs> yeah. and she's wearing a big-ass Spectre ring. Mm-hmm. She also why is wearing they, the ring, yeah. Why do they just feel the need to, to wear their ring? To flaunt it, like... Are you a secret organization or Fucking aren't hubris. you? I think it's all yeah. hubris. And, well, I mean, sure. But at the same time, it's like... Like, somebody's going to ask you about it. Like, why the fuck do you have a giant ring with octopus? You know, it's not like... It's subtle. No. It's very big. Yeah. Hmm. Whatever. Got and it. by the way... You, if you got it, flaunt it at the end of the day. Again, I just need to rewind also... Because we're talking about symbolism here. Does that goddamn wrist tattoo ever come back in this movie? From the beginning of the movie? The one that was on Lippy? Yeah. I don't think so. Okay. Just wanted to make sure I'm not a crazy person. Yeah. Because yeah. it seemed like a lot of attention was paid to it and to never happen again. So there we go. The yeah. book says that oh. it is the red dragon of the Macau Tong. I don't know what that means. We should Google that later. The Macau Tongue. We'll have to Google that at break. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Macau Tongue. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. So we need a third person just to Google things as we speak. <laughs> we'll yeah, we'll get there. We'll get our person on the side. Yeah, we'll have a third. We'll have another person just gotta, to do that. We've got our man in the van. Please Google the whatever the plane said. I've already forgotten. Macau Tongue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, that's why we need that extra person just to do that. Yeah. So back at at Pender's, Bond sees that <laughs> Bond does see that in his pictures, uh, Largo's boat has a hidden hatch, and he, uh, what did I write here? I don't even know. I don't even know. Again, what I beautiful pictures this camera makes, by the way. <laughs> So uh, the next thing we see is that Bond, we, we forgot to mention earlier, Largo actually invites Bond to visit his estate. And so Bond decides to to do that, and he arrives at Largo's estate, and they engage in battle of wits. 
where Largo talks about his lavish boat, the Tisco Volante, and this is the first time we actually hear the name, and then, of course, we hear it a, a million times after that. Yep. And Much, uh, much to my dismay. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. So here, there's a couple of moments that One are... One made me laugh. Notable. Yeah. Okay. First, I got to talk about Largo kind of bragging about his henchman Vargas. Yeah. In the oddest, I I don't even really know what to say about this. It's, it's, it's like Largo honey-dicked us a little bit. He was like, this is Vargas. Oh, Vargas doesn't drink. Vargas doesn't smoke. Vargas doesn't fuck. What does Vargas do? And then he just stops, stops talking about yeah. Vargas. And that's the end of the conversation. It's like, and all they right, just cut away. <laughs> it was, I was, again, taken aback. Like, that's it? That's all we're going to get? Okay. Right. Yeah, they didn't set up anything menacing that came back <laughs> later. Not to mention, it's not like Vargas is a menacing person either. He's no. just. No, he looks lanky... like a youth pastor. <laughs> <laughs> Which, hey. In some circles, but they can they can be menacing. Mm-hmm. They yeah, will mm-hmm. be honest and have been. Uh, but uh, yeah, I was just—it's not like the other movies where, oh, you introduce this guy, he's ten feet tall and four hundred pounds, just a hundred pound, just a blonde guy, just a regular guy, and we don't get to see any. Like when we introduce the odd job, he immediately throws his fucking hat. Yeah, he does. He lets something, you know what's yeah. up. It's not, it's Vargas just is quiet. I'm like, what does he do? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. He it's not our worst henchman, but um, eh. uh, he's yeah. up there. He's right up there, up there with Elvis. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and then we have yeah, Elvis, God bless. the smoothest shit ever when <laughs> James and Largo go down to shoot Trap. Love it. And James is pretending like he doesn't know how the fuck to use a gun and then just shoots this thing, this clay without pigeon looking. from the hip without even looking. That was that made me. Laugh it was it was great. Yeah, it's fantastic. I that moment. Uh, but also, meanwhile, while this is all happening, Fiona goes to James's room to spy on him and finds Paula there and captures her. Yeah, it was a dark scene. The way they captured Paula, I didn't like that at all. Uh, Paula gets basi- just unceremoniously. I mean, after this, like shit, fuck. I guess I guess that's it on Paula. Yeah, she basically gets attacked. Uh, two henchmen like hold her down and put a pillow over her face, and it's just like Jesus Christ. Okay, rough stuff. And then she gets chloroformed. Yeah, yeah. And then kills herself. Yeah, and then has to kill herself. Well, that's where I'm like going. Like, did it was weird how Vargas explained it? Did he just is he just like a super creep, and he actually did kill her, even though he was told not to? Spies. Uh, secret agents and things in real life actually get like chloroform tablets that they can cyanide cyanide well, yes. yeah well he said he said that but it was just how he said it. he was like oh she you think he me. actually did it mm. yeah so maybe that's his thing like he's just like he loves a good torture and yeah. then a poison well, yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah i know he said that that she had like a cyanide pill or something but i just it was how he delivered that line and it very well i could just be overthinking it eh. hey i Giving credence to like, Vargas when he does not deserve any. Well, listen, I 
you know, as terrible as it is, I just want to know Vargas has fun doing something. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to know that for him. So, of course, we're, we jumped ahead, but uh, Leiter tells Bond that Paula's been captured, and so Bond, later that evening, goes back to Largo's to try and rescue her, but finds her dead. And then has to, be, then has to escape. And we get uh, a pretty interesting scene where he is tackled into the pool and Largo mm-hmm. shuts the covering and essentially locks both Bond and his own henchman in with the sharks. Yeah, no problems with it. No, but so, that guy, I guess. This shit is hilarious. This is my other shark thing. So Sean Connery behind the scenes was deathly afraid of sharks and wanted nothing to do with the scenes with sharks. Understandable. So Ken Adam designed like a plexiglass corridor in the pool for the sharks to swim in and James nice. would be behind plexiglass. Yep. But <laughs> Ken couldn't get enough plexiglass to finish the whole corridor. So it was a four foot <laughs> section missing that he didn't tell Sean about. And sure enough, the shark when they started filming, immediately slammed out the hole and got into the pool with him. And there's a part where you see Sean in the hatch and the shark kind of swims mm-hmm. past him. Yes. That was real. And Connery was freaking the fuck out. I would uh, be too. That shit's horrible. Yeah. And it, I, I was just shit. dying that Ken out. I was like, ah, we'll just, I guess this is what we got. It, hopefully it doesn't swim out. It'll be Fingers fine. Fingers crossed. But it definitely did. Oh, man, oh, man. But even when Bond is able to escape, you can see that shark. I don't know if it was actually Connery or a stuntman, but it's on that dude's ass before he jumps off the pool. That one is dead. The one that's like following Sean. Yeah, the one that chases him out of the pool is dead. How was it moving? It was tied to a a string. So it was a real Uh, dead shark? It was a real dead shark. That I'm going to guess died on the set of this movie for something. I don't know how they got it. The Jesus rest of them were real and alive. That one was dead. It was the one that Lighter shot, and they were like, oh, you actually fucking shot that shark. Let's just still try to Let's use just, it later on. We'll use yeah. it later. Oh, well, I was going to say, that was kind of scary that it came up on him that fast. But yeah. Just, all right. It was sorry. <laughs> Killed the movie magic, but no. it was it was dead. Okay. Right. Wow. Yeah. That's also fucked. Yeah. <laughs> It is also fun. You're right. Golly. Um, man, okay. So Bond does escape, and on uh, back in his room, he finds Fiona is waiting. A woman who, at this point, he just thinks is a crazy driver, uh, but has, I guess, no other suspicions, but he must have some sort of suspicion uh, because yeah. she's she's so obviously... Made her way in the room and is at, and is you know bare ass naked in the in the tub, so <laughs> he plays like he's not into it at first, but they of course have sex. Uh, he of does, course, does it for God and country. <laughs> yeah, uh, doesn't break out that uh, mink mitten ever again. But that's no, nope. uh, he had one on his cock. Ah, uh, yes, a mink condom. He doesn't wear condoms. What are you yeah, talking yeah. about? He does not taste them. I think he's does worried about it. Work no, doesn't taste them. No. I wouldn't wear a raincoat in the shower. <laughs> Sean Connery definitely must have said that. Oh, I can imagine he did. So, 
right after they uh, canoodle, I'll say, they uh, get up to leave and Fiona reels her, reveals herself uh, to be a Spectre agent as other henchmen arrive and they capture Bond. Yeah, and one thing I'll give Fiona credit for is she dresses to the fucking nines for this ambush <laughs> for this scene. So good for her. I really like Fiona as a hench person. I, I didn't dislike her at all. Uh, no, she's a lunatic in a great, in a fun way. Mm-hmm. And runs circles around fucking don't eat, sleep, or shit, whatever his name is. <laughs> Vargas. <laughs> yeah. Well, Vargas is just barely in this. I don't understand why they set him up to be... He's barely in the movie. Um, Again, a lot of setups in this movie with zero payoffs. Yeah. So... So they have Bond in the car. And this scene, you know, bothered me. It has to do with alcohol. But a, a man <laughs> walks up trying to, I guess, sell them alcohol. And Bond yanks it and lights it on fire. And it explodes. Mm-hmm. Alcohol don't do that, gentlemen. Doesn't do that. So I no. guess, was this an agent that he that had gasoline in that in that bottle? But gasoline would light up like that. But this thing smoked and popped and exploded. I don't... You know what I think it was? Honestly, I think it was 151 rum. That would still just light up blue, but it wouldn't explode like that. All right. I uh, have no other excuses. Um... I don't even think gasoline would explode. No. I think it would at least be like a... Instead of like just a... Like no, this just straight up explodes. Yeah. Yeah. And... Jesus. I do not think he was an agent. I think no, he was just a drunk guy wandered over from the Junkanoo parade. Oh, I don't yeah. know what my guy was drinking. <laughs> He's drinking uh, some it was, mad shit. I'm not gonna joke. This might have been the most suspenseful moment in this movie because it lingers for a second, and you're not sure what Bond's gonna do. And I thought he was gonna sling it on. Fiona lighting her cigarette and she was going to catch on fire. I was like, oh no. Yeah, this this whole sequence actually pretty suspenseful. Right oh. after that, James jumps out, gets shot. Shot in the leg. And then is, and then yeah. is running around this parade. And it, it's so chaotic. It is. It's Oh, there's so much noise and movement and cuts. And he's trying to lose them in the crowd, but he's bleeding red paint, so he's easy <laughs> exactly. to track. It's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And I had a question for you guys. And again, this is one of those things where this movie lingers too long and I, my mind wanders. But is this, from all the movies we've watched so far, the first time James Bond is shot? Because mm. I can't think of another one of the movies we've done where he is actually shot. Huh. I feel like Craig might have gotten shot. Oh. I think it's... Sh- shot in skyfall but we haven't watched that one yet no uh, he gets didn't he get stabbed in casino royale or something like that he probably does but as far as shot goes no, i think he gets shot now i want to say maybe not until at least craig in skyfall does he get shot again <laughs> i could be wrong but it when it happened i was like holy it felt strange because i can't remember a time when james bond was actually shot so, yeah, it's just one of those things I was thinking about. Yeah. He is meant to be this invincible, basically, persona. So, hey, you don't really Well, I mean, it did, that 
shot to the leg didn't slow him down for a split second. No, he's so, fine. He was kind of wobbling, but uh, other yeah. than that. Well, you know, he did put that uh, sliver of toilet paper around yes, his leg. Yes. <laughs> that he really takes a minute to sort of uh, bandage his wounds. But Fiona yeah. and the other henchmen find him shortly after this. Mm-hmm. And this is the scene where Fiona and Bond are, are dancing to basically not just cause a chaotic shootout. And as one of the henchmen points a gun at Bond, he catches on last minute, spins her in front of the shot, and Fiona is killed by shot by getting shot in the back. <laughs> scene again parodied on Austin Powers to great effect. Yeah. And sits her down in a chair and goes on with his business. Yep. She's, Moving on. Yeah, we can't say that line, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. So, meanwhile, steps are being taken to retrieve the hundred pound, hundred yeah, the hundred pound, uh, hundred million pounds worth of diamonds, and Bond uh, finds the missing plane. I do not remember what how he how he comes to realize where the plane is, but he gets a wild hair and goes out there and finds it. Well, that's what him and Felix have been doing in their helicopters, kind of. Yeah, but like doing he, a, a flying pattern over. And something then something made him realize where to look. Grotto shark. Largo had referred to his sharks as being grotto sharks. Ah, that's right. And Felix mentioned, oh, those are, that's the grotto. And so he, James put the two and two together. Yeah. Yeah. Duh. Yeah. Where were all those sharks when the plane landed? Were they just all afraid of the plane and didn't want to go? I mean, they're everywhere now. There were nowhere to be seen the first time the plane landed. Anywho, not important. Yeah, Blaine. So he, again, they, I guess, send uh, send Sean Connery into shark-infested waters, and those sharks are real and swimming right next to him. If that is if that is him. protection. Yeah, and not any protection. Well, it's definitely a stuntman, um, but uh, James Bond goes in there without any protection whatsoever. Yeah. But he says, kill one of those sharks. It'll keep them distracted while I go look. And uh, mm-hmm. if they start to swim around me, kill another one, essentially. Which, mm-hmm. whoo, hey man, what a way to do your job. <laughs> yeah, no joke. I mean, is this the scene where the shark is actually killed? Or is that during the fucking nonsense later on? I th- Some, something happens to this shark. I don't know if it's real or not. And then later on, they shoot one with a spear gun. But yeah. I don't know if that one dies, but it definitely looks like it got hurt. Uh, it yeah. looks like it got fucked up. They were they were mm-hmm. shooting at it a lot. Yeah. I didn't like that. Um, no. Don't get me wrong. Don't like sharks, but... Uh, as we discussed, the Jaws episode, they're just kind of in their fucking world, and you're invading it. Yeah. There's also some stuff that they did to these sharks that was kind of weird. Oh. You want to go into that now? Well, I don't know if they do this in all the scenes with the sharks, but they specifically mentioned in the climax that they basically put wires into the shark's fins so they could kind of like marionette control them if they started to veer off towards an actor they would like pull them like reins on a horse okay well all right my god (laughs) yeah sucks early 60s man they said Mm -hmm. i don't know it's fucking fish we'll do whatever we want 
what's an animal right? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah like, like how Sean Connery was in charge of that. Yeah, was, no, that he was, was that was involved. Al Broccoli all day. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, just you know, get us about fifty sharks. We'll uh, kill a few. You know, <laughs> shit happens. Who cares? <laughs> yeah. Oh man. So Bond finds Angelo's body, but does not find any bombs. So he moves on. He does go find Domino, and we talked about it earlier. They have sex in the ocean. Yeah. Yeah. They swim that's down. That's what we're letting. And, and, and no, we see a that's bunch she, of bubbles. She says. Oh, yeah. She does say it after this. You just made love to me, and we just watched them exit the water, and that's all they've done. It, I couldn't think of a more uncomfortable, unpleasant experience than that. I can't think of. I just, what a thing to do. Yeah. What a thing to do. What a thing to do, indeed. I don't even really indeed. understand, like, the. the the mechanism here, like, are you pushing off on some coral? How are you digging in? Yeah, how's it happening? Are you just swimming? And you know that some water is getting in something. Oh, no, yeah, you're yeah. plunging that shit in there. Yeah. Hey, and sand. Exactly. You're mm-hmm. definitely oh, kicking up sand. Minnows. I think we can all agree a yeast infection is on the way, at the very least. Some. Oh, boy. <laughs> Insanity. Uh, but he finally, finally decides to tell her about her dead brother, Francois, who we forgot to mention, she loves dearly and talks about him <laughs> like, like he's the, like, like Real her fun. favorite thing on earth. Meanwhile, yeah. Bond knows that he's well dead. Um, yeah. Bond knows he's definitely dead when he and her have uncomfortable sex in the ocean. He but... has his belongings in his pocket yeah. while he fucks her underwater. Yeah. <laughs> Man, oh man. So yeah, he he found these on Angelo, which we presume Angelo got from Francois. And he recruits her now to help find the bombs, see if they're on the Disco Volante. And this is where he gives her the camera, which I guess is also a Geiger counter all of a sudden. Uh, but not before Vargas creeps up and Bond very, very swiftly picks up a spear gun and spears him right through his heart into a tree. Mm-hmm. And this is the memorable death we were talking about? I mean, it's super memorable. I see this on every, it's, like, most yeah, Bond it's, promos. It's okay. shown a lot. And he's got on sunglasses. At this, yeah. You know. This is, okay. I'm just glad to know we were all on the same page. With yeah. That, so. And the <laughs> line that, that follows it. Very, very memorable. Mm. Which we'll save. I don't, know if it's one, I don't know if it's your line or not. We'll mention it during the line portion. I do love how nonchalant Domino was about uh, Vargas is behind you. Yeah. Again, <laughs> are we not? No one's afraid of Vargas. Oh, there's fucking Vargas over there. <laughs> yeah. Not worried in the least. He's like, he's not even good. Barely at hiding up. behind a tree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's like, uh, yeah. he's like walking up with his arms like this, just so you can really yeah. see him. Uh, the amount of time we've spent building him up, he is not worth a shit. <laughs> no. He's he dies 20... very. He dies well, and that's it. Standing mm-hmm. twenty feet away with giant binoculars uh standing on a beach in full black turtleneck (laughs) and pants (laughs) give me a break (laughs) um so domino tells bond about a secret stairwell that leads away from largo's estate to where she presumes maybe where they may be holding some of their uh missions i guess so bond finds that staircase tracks largo and replaces one of the uh, scuba henchmen, which to me 
he gets way too far into this mission before anyone notices it's him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Insanely and, far into it. And the way he takes down this scuba guy is, yet again, another karate chop. Yeah, Judy chop. <laughs> I... Why did they have all their... I... I don't know. It just seemed odd the way they all did this mission. To say the least. Yeah. It's all very odd. It was just yeah. very strange to me. They had all their shit just kind of out there already. <laughs> so it made it... They didn't look at each other. No. It was like someone came out there, laid it all out for them so they could be like, look, we got shit to do. I need you to put this all in order. Like, and they were just... Don't look at me. I'm changing. Yeah. <laughs> How did you not see him? I would have you side-eyed really? a little bit to make sure that everyone's, everyone's on the level. I Amen, sister. Uh, <laughs> I want to make sure you're on the level. Yeah. Hey, what, what are you hiding Just checking in there? everybody's levels. How big's your Largo? How yeah, large and again, is your Largo? Largo, all in. It has yeah. an eye patch. How, lar- how large is your Amelia? Anywho. Estevez? <laughs> so now we open into one of our one of the two very very long underwater scenes that take up basically the last of the, the last third of the movie i mean and last what seems like 30 minutes each scene i don't know how long they are but it seems like forever which will make them pretty quick to talk about just because mm-hmm. a lot of it is not much happening but they travel underwater via a via the, the the this little underwater boat that they used to transfer the atomic bombs earlier to a hidden cave underwater, and this is where they have the atomic bombs. Um, but not before they uh, climb into the I guess the 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 docking station, and everyone else is taking off their masks, but Bond doesn't, <laughs> which I would be like. Hey, bud, want to get a little air or something? Oh, no, nope, I'm fine. Nope, nope. All good over here. Don't look at me. Is that a Scottish accent? No, no, no. Oh, no, uh, Nassau, born and raised. <laughs> Just like all of you, right? You're all in Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, so, and, and again, Emilio is with them the whole way. He's leading the charge. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they head to this hidden cave. And after they start to load the bombs, Bond is finally recognized by Emilio. Which, funnily enough, we haven't really gone too far into the fact that he is indeed still wearing an eye patch. So the fact that this one-eyed man is the only one who recognized that one of their friends is not who they seem to be. (laughs) And Ward underwater. (laughs) Underwater, one-eye, yeah. All Um, right, so yeah, uh, but Jesus H. Christ, this scene... uh, could have shaved off an hour of it, maybe. And <laughs> yeah, we sped through it, but this is a lot of them just swimming and driving underwater. Mm-hmm. Um, and Largo leaves him in the hidden cave, shuts the door, and Bond is essentially stranded. Sorry, what were you going to say, Andrew? No, I, I had nothing. Okay. I was, I'm ready to go. Okay. Yes. No, no, I'm, I'm ready to go. Move on. <laughs> You know I'm what? Ready I'm sorry. <laughs> All of this sounds really shitty, and it's not the way I'm meaning to say it. I'm ready if I can go. Well, Corey, I got a I got a meeting. You guys enjoy. I got places to be, bud. <laughs> so, meanwhile, on the disco, Largo catches on to Domino, 
and uh, he's upset, and he starts to be a little bit creepy with her. Yeah, he does. And then guess yeah. what? We have not mentioned that this man uh, again. Uh, fucking what is oh. his name? Uh, Ladislav, Ladislav Kutz. So he's been in the movie. He was on the disco mm-hmm. earlier, and now he comes into the room to let them know to let Largo know um, that the bombs are ready. I can't even remember, but yeah, a a nothing character who yeah. spoiler switches allegiances and. I could not care less. This man. So, so you guys didn't think he was the most memorable character? <laughs> Polish nuclear physicist. And honestly, does the most pivotal thing in the movie that's not even shown. Mm-hmm. And that is taking out, I guess, whatever arms the nuke, rendering them just an explosive, not a nuclear device. <laughs> doesn't yep. even show this he just says it in passing yeah oh yeah i already did that <laughs> yeah i did that and took care of that so no worries mm-hmm. all right we'll just hang out on my boat that's <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah. cool Chill uh, out. uh so bond uh is able to fire off a uh flare while lighter uh simultaneously tracks him through a geo tracking device and version of a pill that bond swallowed earlier so he's able to be rescued via helicopter rescue. And the key word in that pill is non-harmful radiation. Bond definitely got colon cancer from this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. In the 60s? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Non-harmful. It's... Boing. Yeah. I mean... Q is up there turning the radiation up. As far as 1960s science goes, it's not harmful. So enjoy. But he did have his Geiger counter. That's why it kept going off. Well, it's on him. (laughs) It's just going off. Oh, no. Oh, no. (laughs) So here again, Bond somehow knows the target is Miami. I missed how he figured that out. Was that explained? I am so glad you brought that up because I was just thinking, oh, this was probably talked about earlier, and I just missed it. So I'm not the only one, apparently. They did say it. I don't remember when, though. Okay. Okay, okay great. Just making sure. Yes. Just going to notch it in as another, uh, okay, how did he know? Because uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. when he said that to Felix, I was like, oh, really? Oh, all right. Well, so Domino actually tells him. Oh, okay. Okay. Maybe like on the beach? Yeah. I okay. think that's when it happened. Okay. okay. I'll, I'll take your word for it. Um, so he tells him that, and Felix is able to send in parachuting troops to intercept Largo's underwater troops, who have already who have already taken off and headed towards Miami, presumably. I assume these are CIA agents. Um, coast. I, I thought they were Coast Guard, yeah, given the helicopter. They're expendable, whoever they are. Very expendable. Also, why did they send the exact amount of? Yeah, fucking load the waters. Go nuts. Well, 10 seconds later, they have, like, the whole Navy, the whole Coast Guard. Where were, like, the the ships and everything? Just park above these guys in your giant ships. They're going to have to come up eventually. And then (laughs) blast them. Well, it can't blast them because there's atomic bombs. I'm talking about when they come up, you know, with the machine guns. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I will say this. The... The parachuting scene is really cool. How it you is can cool. parachute in a straight line like that is wild. Do, do, do. Yeah. Yeah. 
But and what ensues sp- is just a pandemonium. Which slow a lot of these motion, movies, pandemonium. Slow motion pandemonium. Slow motion underwater a- pandemonium. If you've never seen a slow-mo fight that includes uh, underwater knives and what do you call them? Harpoons. Harpoons. Spear, spear gun, harpoon gun, yeah. Yeah. Uh, this, you should watch this, and then you'll see why it's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> There's a couple cool kills, I'll, I'll grant you, but let's let's speed it up. There was yeah. a lot of just like... Real slow motion stabbings because all they can really use is spear guns and knives. Mm-hmm. Can't use bullets underwater, and you can't use explosives because of the big explosives that are nearby. So lots of people die, left and right. Yeah. And Bond decides to launch in with a a green goo powered backpack <laughs> slash jetpack underwater thing. <laughs> it had its own propeller, but I don't know what the smoke was for. Turns was, out that's what is it's it? r- radioactive fuel. <laughs> that's the pill he was. <laughs> He's just shitting. <laughs> Coming out of his ass. And this thing is huge. It's like a big ass jetpack with two oxygen tanks and spear guns attached. And Bond has to do the most <laughs> odd maneuver to shoot them. He because he because they're on his shoulders. He has to like duck his head down to shoot yeah. these spear guns. <laughs> And, like, and so hope goofy. of that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And hope to God it uh, actually hit something. <laughs> Why did he... There's one moment where he's like, there's two bad guys attacking one of his compatriots, and James decides, I'm going to shoot this chain <laughs> yeah. so this door drops down onto these guys. Yeah. Why? I, I don't know. <laughs> you got to use what's around you. It's classic uh, well, combat rules. I mean, Blaine's giving him a lot of credit because he, to make this work, he has to shoot a rope perfectly <laughs> with basically an arrow. Bending his head down, like Corey said, not yeah. looking. No, he can't see what he's doing. Wow. Yeah, it was a strange, very strange scene. And also, this is where Bond really pushes that four minutes of that oxygen mask to the limit. Oh, yeah. This scene is like 20 minutes long. Yeah. Well, because he takes off his large gear essentially just so he can trap two men in an old ship. And he does have an explosive that he drops Mm -hmm. in there that just looks like a water bottle, um, which was hot. And then he gets his rebreather and still goes kind of. He's still doing work. Like, to his credit. Mm He is helping out. I mean, he's stabbing people. He's he's he's, yeah. he's, he's doing work. That one guy gets something stabbed right through his mask. Yeah, and I that saw was, that. Yeah. That was great. Oh, one guy gets like harpooned in the back of his neck through his through his oxygen tanks. I was like, <laughs> damn, that guy. Poor guy. I will yeah. give them credit. This was I don't know if this was choreographed or they were just like, have at it and we'll just film you guys fucking around, but it was a lot to orchestrate. I'm, there was yeah, a lot I, going on. I give it total credit for everything they do. And there were sharks swimming around this whole time, but like I said, they were uh, guided, yes. uh, tortured, yeah, <laughs> tortured. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I give them credit for everything they do because I'm sure it wasn't easy. But, but I'm glad. Ugh. I imagine that the world saw it and was like, "Okay, well." We probably never have to do an underwater fight we, scene ever we again. We might not do this one again. <laughs> yeah. Man, oh man. But they get their fucking money's worth from this underwater film crew. That's for sure. Oh, yes. 
<laughs> the guy leading the underwater film crew was Rico Browning or something like that. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Uh, and he was the man who played the creature from the Black Lagoon. Huh. Okay. Cool. I love it. I... Silly fact. Yeah. Blaine told me that earlier. That was really fun. Yeah. Uh, and like I said, the guy figured out the field he wanted to work in and kept doing it. Water <laughs> stuff. I, I'm a water guy. Yeah. So I'm your guy. Of course, Largo is safe the whole time and is able to actually get away back to his boat. However, Bond takes chase. And we didn't realize this up until now, but that boat's a transformer. <laughs> it, it certainly is. is. Uh, and I, it's it can become a smaller boat and then leave behind essentially a f- a, a boat fort with uh, mm-hmm. several guns on it. Yeah. And I believe it's called the cocoon, right? The cocoon. That's what they yes, call it. Yes. Yeah. They say detach the cocoon. Yeah. Uh, and Ken Adam idea. Great idea. Brilliant. Cool I idea. loved that. It's super neat. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Well, we didn't mention it, but but as we uh, alluded to earlier, all of the all of the ships are now coming in. There's a in fact a battleship that is shooting at <laughs> yeah. the Disco Volante. Right. And so this cocoon, because the small boat has sped away, decides to take on a fucking battleship. <laughs> they <laughs> stand their ground. They do. They're devoted henchmen. And I'll are summarily <laughs> destroyed. Blown through I mean, absolute they... smithereens. Yeah. Quickly. Mm-hmm. Very, very quickly. But but Largo gets away. However, Bond was able to climb on last minute, and so as he is climbing into the ship, he is able to climb into the uh, cockpit. I don't even know what you call that—the captain's deck, the yeah, sure. driving the driving area. <laughs> is it bad? I ne- never had to think about it. Uh, captain's pod. The captain's uh, pod. <laughs> You know what? I'm going with that. Captain Pod. Uh, and the they bridge. fight. The, the, the bridge. bridge. The bridge. It's called the bridge. Oh, there it is. It just came it's to called me. the bridge. Yes. God damn it, Corey. You're yeah. a Star Trek fan. How did yeah, you Yeah, those are ships, that? of course. The bridge. Yep. Uh, so he climbs in and they and, and fights everyone. He, and at first, Bond is slugging. He's slugging everybody. Um, however, quickly the boat goes into the Speed Force. And... <laughs> And, and so do the enemies. Yeah. And so yep. do they. And everything is light speed. I mean, you're looking out the boat's windows, it's going like a million miles an hour. And what I loved about this is, as we all know, a, a fucking giant boat like this, you just got to turn that wheel just a little bit and get that hairpin uh, yeah. turned. Yeah. <laughs> they are jerking this Yeah. Stuff. He just turned that wheel just a bit. Oh, missed that island. Perfect. Oh, man. Like, okay. Uh, and just as Largo starts to gain the upper hand, Domino from behind shoots him with a spear gun. And he, yeah. as a last minute act of assholery, wedges himself in between the <laughs> controls. One last fuck you to James. And I think we need to also point out yet another villain that James doesn't kill. No. Yeah. No. He's responsible for his death. I mean, he. But no, it doesn't kill him. Mm-hmm. So they escape with. At this point, I want to make sure it's known that I do not know Kutz's name, and so I just kept saying, "Who is this random dude?" Uh, and did he die? 
I'm guessing he drowned. I'm guessing he drowned. I mean, he because, says he can't swim, yeah, and he then jumps James off just, the same time as they do. And they and don't they give leave a shit. His ass. No, not at all. They're like, you fucking turncoat. We're not going to bring you aboard. You... <laughs> Even they don't know who he is. No. no. James goes, who's that guy? And Dominic goes, I don't know, but he I saved me. He saved me. <laughs> I can't I, swim, and then and then that's it. He's gone from yeah, the movie. For, for all this movie tells us, he's at the bottom of the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> he's dead. Yeah. Um, they the uh, A helicopter drops uh, a lifeboat, and they climb aboard. Oh and, god, and this is the most unnecessary gonna, shit. Man, if you would have oh, told man. me that was the plan. <laughs> there were I would have lost my mind. There were a hundred Navy ships or Coast Guard ships right by them. Not to mention their lifeboat was maybe fifty feet from that beach. I think. Yeah. I mean, the boat crashed into land. Yeah. So they haven't exchanged any words. Any, there's no more words spoken for the rest of this movie. But they basically activate some damn Batman shit, and <laughs> and it's like a, it's like one of those those beeping parachutes that a plane can grab a hold and airlift the you sky, into the sky. The sky hook. This is sky this hook, is exactly yeah. what they use. It's a sky in, hook. Yeah. Uh, Dark Was Knight. It? I think it's Dark Knight. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, is so this isn't a real world thing, right? Um no, it was something the CIA used. I mean, as they say in the, the Batman movie, oh. for quick extractions from dangerous I would from say hot it was. Zones. I would say it was. God damn, how do you not break every bone in your That's body? That's what I was thinking. When and, this happens. And she's not like She's attached. not strapped in. She's no, just like He's <laughs> gripping. Yeah. Yeah. He he doesn't say anything to her, so one would think that she's like, oh, okay, what's what's going on? And he's just like, oh, hold on tight. Hold on tight. No, doesn't he give her that. Shut up. I, I just I just don't <laughs> understand. Yeah, I, I don't know how that did not destroy a human being's spine when that happened. But all right. <laughs> just, I, why was that the plan? We rescued <laughs> these lifeless bodies. They're here. We've got them. Yep. All right. But that's that, how it ends. Yeah, that's, that's the end it. of the movie. Strange ending. That's yeah. the movie. Just them getting jerked up by a fucking airplane. And I also noticed we didn't get a James Bond return at the end of this one. Oh, you know what? Maybe you're right. They did not. Mm-hmm. There's also no uh, refrain. No redo of the song. The not end. at all. <laughs> not I at mean, all. <laughs> it was a lot better than that shit at the credits of GoldenEye, though. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and that's that, it. That's it. So that is that's Thunderball, it. many mm-hmm. people's favorite Bond movie. And we did. I, I did mention that I, that I thought this was the highest grossing Bond movie. But Andrew, you're right. It was uh, Bond, Sean Bond. Never say never again. Did gross? I think twenty million more. So All you're right. right. You're right about that. But adjusted but, for inflation, it is probably still sixty-five oh. to eighty-three. You're, Oh, it was. Jump. Oh man, I didn't realize it was eighty-three. That is a while. Yep. Yeah. yeah. One hundred and forty-two million at the time. That's domestic and international. Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's what is one hundred and fifty million in nineteen sixty-four. No idea. Today? Yeah, I wonder. Probably a good chunk of change. I mean, if you'd have told me it was a billion dollars, I'd be like, yeah, okay, yeah, that makes sense, Matt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exchange rates. Yeah, exchange rates. <laughs> well. With that, we are going to take a break, 
And when we come back, we'll, we, we shall render our judgment. So let's take that break. Welcome back to Judgment. We are talking Thunderball and what a talk it's been. But you know what time it is now. It's award time. So let's talk our awards. We always start with our best death. Today I'm going to throw it to Andrew to kick us off with mm. best death. You know, I have one, but now that we've discussed the movie, I'm going to throw it to somebody else if they want it because I just realized my best death had to be that poor son of a bitch at the end of the movie that apparently drowned to death. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that we never that see again. Useless person, and then we don't even yeah. see him die. Yeah. Uh, there's something hilarious about that to me. That, oh, well. <laughs> He's just gone. <laughs> yeah, just out of there. Not a care in the world. Nope. <laughs> we're moving on. That's, yeah, we're that's we're going to get sky hooked out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Well, all right, Blaine. I mean, it, the best death is Vargas. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's what I had it. Yeah. yeah. There's other fun ones for you can go to, but that's that's got to be it. Yeah. yeah, I agree with that. I also had Vargas as the best death, so I will throw to Fiona's death as being also very fun. Yeah. I also really liked Jacques Bouvard's death, getting his neck broken. It is pretty Because it's a nice the... crack. Neck crank crack. It's, mm-hmm. it's brutal. Yeah. Yeah. And then right. Bond throws those flowers on him, just like, fuck you. <laughs> Here's some flowers, <laughs> you dead. You monster. Killed mm. two of... We didn't mention Vargas killed two of his compatriots, so he deserved to die. Bastard. So, <laughs> let's talk. Bouvard. Bouvard. Yes. Did I say... Wait, Bouvard. Um, best line, Blaine... I already told my best line, I guess, uh, so I'll I'll save it for anyone who forgot. So, Blaine, you go ahead. Okay. There's one that's really good, but there's one that's kind of under the radar that I liked. So, once Fiona reveals herself to be an assassin, she and Bond kind of have like a, I only fucked you for my cunt... You know, Bond is saying, I did it for England and whatnot. And then she basically says, well, I didn't come, so joke's <laughs> on you. And then he said, this is the quote. He said, well, you can't win them all. That's right. That's very Bond. That's it's very, very Bond. Bond. Like, well, you know, well, well, now, well. What was the one you, was that the one you really liked? No. Oh, say the one you really liked. Yeah. Okay. Because I'm sure it's not, I, I was only saying that because... Mine feels dull, so go ahead. I think I might know Blaine's. We'll see. Well, this is after Fiona dies. He puts her down on the chair. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Looks at the people and says, she's just dead. (laughs) Saying she's tired, Mm -hmm. but she's actually dead. Yeah. He said, can my friend sit here? She's just dead. She's just dead. Yeah. Uh, Meanwhile, she's still dripping from his splooge. From earlier in the night. Uh, and he just walks away. Boy, I know? thought we were going to make it without one blue tonight. but <laughs> That's my one. <laughs> okay. I think we've gone a little bit blue. 
So, <laughs> without one blue. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go, Andrew. All right, mine, again, mine is uh, almost throwaway-ish, but it was when uh, Pat asks uh, Bond, uh, she says, funny-looking bruise, a fall, a poker, in the hands of a widow. He was talking about that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> boobah. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> That's Mine does feel less funny than yours. <laughs> um, I have. I, I also have two. I already mentioned on yogurt and lemon juice. I can hardly wait. What a line uh, that is. Can you repeat that one? Because I think it needs to be repeated. Yeah, we need to. Well, so Bond says, when I see you next time, Money Penny, I'm going to put you across my knee. She replies, on yogurt and lemon juice, I can hardly wait. Ah. Yes. It's so terrible. First, what he says is like, Jesus, you're yeah. going to spank her? Mm-hmm. I'm assuming. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. what I was going for. Yeah. And then she's so, like, here's a fun fact that one person may know. You really, oh, you're going to have to wait several years to maybe figure this one out. Um, the other one is, is that there's a part where Domino gets a, a sea egg spine stuck in her foot and mm-hmm. bond goes i first thought that was poison but he goes to pull it out and he says it's the first uh, first time i've tasted women they're rather good and i was like <laughs> i was like i fucking knew it he never goes down he <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. oh yeah we knew that that's canon fact. yeah that's canon he now officially <laughs> he confirmed <does> it not. <laughs> never tasted women although he says why do Chinese women taste different? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know that? what? That's well, the next know. movie. So, but that's yeah. the next movie. Yeah. So now he's well, interested. He tasted what Domino. Different... Now he's tasting the Chinese ones. Oh, Chinese yeah. ones. Oh, glad, we, glad we connected that puzzle that's piece. Funny. Uh, so final cut. This made the final cut. I am going with. I'm not. I, uh, there's one that's that's low hanging fruit, but I am actually going to go with fucking Ladislav Kutz. That dude. <laughs> Just why was his character. Even, yeah. Why was his character in this movie? He served almost no purpose. I mean, anyone else, someone, someone who actually had a line could have done this, or she could have just not needed him to save her. She could have just done it herself. Just got away. Yeah, you know. I mean, this is he had speaking parts, so he did got paid decently for this movie to be in it. Yeah, there had to be some other stuff that they cut. I, Maybe I'm very. I feel like he's like the equivalent of. Like uh, what's her computer face? Computer hacker guy in Tomorrow Never Dies who had all the cocaine. Oh yeah, you know just those side characters. <laughs> yeah, that, drug locker. Yeah, yeah. Like do, I can't remember her name. To do something. The girl who was like dead in the pool that we were like, what the fuck is her? <laughs> oh yes, Plenty of Tool. Plenty of Tool. Yeah, yeah. Her too. <laughs> there was yeah. more. To... Peter's daughter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, that's can't. <laughs> That. I forgot about that. <laughs> um, oh, all right, Peter. Andrew, tell me about your final cut. I mean, again, it might be low-hanging fruit, Corey, but I could have really, really scaled back on some yeah. underwater scenes. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, we didn't need the net 10 minutes. We didn't need that. We could have shortened that fight right at the end a little bit. Um, there's a lot. <laughs> That probably could have been shaved off, but I'm going to go with that. It's a good one. It makes sense to me. Blaine? Mm-hmm. Okay. 
there's one I feel really strongly about and one that was just completely unnecessary. Uh, the traction table. <laughs> right, right. It's I just, very like, unnecessary. I don't know how that made it through the editing process. Like, that's <laughs> what we decided on was the big suspense moment. Yeah. That's going to be the bonds and peril moment. Yeah. Well, it was the traction table, which is basically a, a, a prank. It wasn't even like... Yeah. It, I, there's no way it would have ever killed just blown away that that's what we saw for uh, two minutes him yeah like just thrusting this and table. a lot of cuts to like the mechanism of the table but still never explain oh, what's happening oh, yeah very <laughs> stupid the other one is the hat the missing hat yeah I, why i didn't why'd you show me this i agree i don't care where I his need, hat is. i didn't need this two minute scene of nonsense of nothing <laughs> yeah but yes, that's mine. Mm-hmm. These are all great awards, gentlemen, and valid. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes, but uh, we gotta we gotta judge this movie. Yes, we do. So let's start with Bond Factor, and for this, Andrew, I'm gonna come back to you to lead us off on our judgments. Okay. Um. For me, this time around, Connery, while again being douchey wasn't as bad abusive or anything like that as we've seen him just a little yeah i mean he ain't great but i counted that into my score but it's a little better than what i've given him before so i gave him a 70 for this hmm yeah Yeah. all right okay okay blaine i am higher than you okay i felt how he i felt like he was really comfortable in this one yeah um and he he was doing a lot of smooth shit, um, like that. I gave him so many points for that shotgun blast. I did love that. That was mm-hmm. great. He got a lot of points, and his his the fire alarm and how he was just nonchalant to that girl. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah. he, he was very smooth in this one, mm-hmm. uh, and like you said, not super aggro. He did kind of blackmail that lady into having sex, but yep. overall, overall. I felt this was a good Sean Carney Bond performance. Uh, 82. All right. Not as high as my Goldfinger score, but uh, pretty close. Okay. I am actually right there with you, Blaine. I compared him straight to my Goldfinger score, and I don't think he was much worse than Goldfinger. Um, I just I, I just had a couple dings, and you already mentioned really the masseuse one was, is a main one, but he had some great one-liners too. Uh, yeah. That were pretty. Yeah. That were pretty killer. So, I bumped him up just a touch higher at eighty four. Yes, we failed to mention the line after he shoots Vargas in the chest. I yes, I, 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 yeah. I think he got the point. Yeah, that's good. That's a good great, one. That's a great, that's, just quick kill and delivery. The world famous assassin Vargas <laughs> <laughs> dead. All right, All so right. let's talk about action now. This is going to be an interesting one. So, I'll, Blaine, where do you stand on this? I think I know where Andrew stands. I'm coming around the gate with a 62. Mm. Uh, I loved the motorcycle exploding. That was the best thing in the movie. Yeah. Uh, like I, I loved the scale of the last battle, but everything underwater is so slow. Yeah. And... The fight with Largo on the boat was ruined by the the edits and the speed 
the sped up camera um so yeah 62 for me dog yeah okay i'm actually yet again two points higher than you at 64 and i am really tempted to actually go lower but there was action in this i can't act like there wasn't i just half of it was underwater and yeah that was that was kind of dull for me uh but hey the battleship blowing up the cocoon was great that's a great explosion <laughs> kind of yeah mm-hmm so there's a yeah, few there... there's a few great moments. Yeah. Uh, well, for me, oddly enough, gentlemen, I am uh, right there with you. I gave this a sixty as far as action sequences go. Uh, I imagine in the sixties when this came out, those wa- underwater scenes were probably wild to see for the first time, but uh, they don't hold up, um, and just takes too long. And there's there's a there's too much of a good thing I agree. is is a real real thing sure yeah. and I, w- I would also argue when they retrieve the atomic bombs which now that i think about it whatever happened to the atomic bombs well he I... gudislav disarmed them gudislav oh okay fair point i thought he disarmed them and they put them in the cave moving on no he he took out the the mechanism to make them active so they're just bombs not nuclear bombs all right i'm gonna change my score then (laughs) no (laughs) 94 yeah 94 uh no but uh 60 i feel is fair it's you know it's it's not bad like you said the cocoon and all that kind of stuff great stuff yeah i love a transforming boat fantastic Mm -hmm. all right so let's talk gadgets this is going to be interesting i will start I, as silly as it is, like the jetpack. Um, and then, you know, we've got, you know, a, 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 a car that does a couple so-so things. A book recorder. We have a Geiger watch. A, just a souped-up camera that's also Geiger counter, which kind of detracts points because I think they screwed up, like you said. Mm-hmm. And a rebreather. And maybe there's, oh, and the pill. We'll call the pill a gadget. And his his super scuba. Oh yeah, the scuba the scuba shooter the scuba the, jet the, the scuba the, jetpack uba scuba uba scuba. Um, again, I, I I'm kind of tempted to go lower, but there was a there was a plethora of gadgets which I tend to take into account. So I'm giving it a sixty one. Just because I kind of was, uh, they were all kind of middling to me. Okay. Cool. Cool. That's fair. Okay. I will go. I went higher than you. Oh. I have it at an eighty. Ooh, okay. Because I mean, while it wasn't used a lot, the jetpack is iconic. Mm. Um. <laughs> he used everything too, which I always tend to give points for when every gadget we see is actually utilized um and every fucking thing that q showed him he used um and i really like the rebreather i don't know why i don't know why you're a big fan of phantom menace honestly i I like the jetpack and the rebreather that's kind of it i thought the underwater jetpack was stupid so (laughs) i can only pull two gadgets i really like 
Mm-hmm. That's fair. I, I liked the little underwater scuba thing. <laughs> All right. He was he was working that thing. <laughs> but that would like mm-hmm. I don't know why. They just floated my boat in this one. All right. I Not love the it. best. I do wish the we would have had some more quality car yeah, gadgets. Yeah, I always like that, but eighty. Okay. Um, well, I gotta tell you guys, I definitely went lower than both of you. Uh I gave this a forty. Uh here's my argument. I do love the jetpack and I do think it's iconic. I don't like that it was just Oh no, it was a half a scene, really. Terribly used. Yeah, it was terribly used. I wanted more jetpack. <laughs> Uh, at the end of the day, we have an underwater camera, cool, uh, a Geiger counter in a watch and a camera. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we have an underwater breather that lasts for four minutes or 30. We're not sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, so I would put the top two for me with the underwater breather and the jet pack. Yeah. And that's where I came in 40. It was just, eh. That's fair. Mm-hmm. I likely went way too high, but <laughs> we're going to keep it there. We're going to keep it there. We're going to keep it there. You know, a 20-point um, spread between each of us, I think that that's that makes it fun. Or 40. Um, I mean, between the... Well, you're to, yeah. Oh, between all of us, yeah. There, I feel like the reason they didn't use the jetpack more, because there's only two people on Earth that knew how to use it. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I just assumed it was... Uh, somebody on a string <laughs> being lifted, but they were actually flying it. That's a real gig. Yes. Wow. Okay. Well, that's well, hmm, okay. That's okay. that stunt was the, a motherfucker flying in the air. <laughs> that makes me like it a really, little bit more. There really I was only two guys who could pilot it, and they had them come out. Um, and at first, they didn't want him to wear a helmet because they were like, Bond wouldn't wear a helmet. But the guy was like, If I'm flying this fucking thing, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna wear a helmet. Yeah. And I want a hundred bucks more. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Make sure you're throwing a pack of beef jerky there too, pal. Yeah. Look, a uh, pack of beer, a carton of <laughs> carton of luckies. I'll fight this shark. <laughs> I'll fight it. That's crazy. Hundred fifty bucks. Yeah, you know what? I'll do it. I'll jump on a fucking shark. Go Fine. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about Tom Jones here and then the opening title and sequences, mm. or the opening song and titles. Yeah. Andrew, take control here. Let me just say, I think Tom Jones is very underrated when it comes to singers. I love him. And I really like this song a lot. Uh, so it gets high points for me just song-wise. And the opening titles are i'm gonna say fine they literally tell the story we're gonna see and they are not wrong harpoons underwater underwater (laughs) yeah yeah but overall with the mix of the two i gave it a 78 oh wow that's and i was saying wow because i gave it a 79 so like i i also gave it a 79 holy shit look at us so we we are we are in agreement on this Mm -hmm. one yeah, and I believe this is the first one where they use, like, naked ladies. Oh, probably so. Okay. Um, yeah, so I this one started the trend for, like, 30 years. Uh, <laughs> Makes sense. Makes but sense. I, I, there is something about Tom Jones's voice. It's, I've listened to this song maybe 18 times this week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, just... honestly and truly, I'm kind of upset that he never got to do another James because his voice seems so perfect. Yeah, for, he's he's for definitely this. got like a, the male version of the Shirley Bassey, what you want to hear yeah. in a Bond song, right? And yeah. also the opening of burr, 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 burr. yeah, yeah, it's it, so it incorporates the, the Bond, the Bond. Bum, bum, bum. It incorporates that in it a couple times too, which I think is that's classy. Well, it's, it's just good. John Barry being, you know, kind of sneaking his own thing in. Mm-hmm. Um, and no joke, my on my ride over here, I listened to the essential Tom Jones all the way. Oh, yeah, that's not unusual. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Pussycat? <laughs> also, uh, De- sex, sex, Delilah. Bomb? Ooh. Oh, I'm a big sex bomb fan. That song is great. If if no one has ever heard Sex Bomb, you need to pause the podcast and listen to it right now because it's it's good, super fun. <laughs> There's it's a fun. line you can give it to me when I need to come along, which yeah, I when think I need to come, come along. along. So good, yeah, a really yeah. fun song. Also, fun fact for the listeners, in case you didn't know, Tom Jones upon recording this song, very nearly uh, or did pass out on the very last note. Oh. That last I mean, note where he's just giving it his all, uh, yeah. he said the room went black, <laughs> and they said I mean, he, they said he they said he either passed out or he just about passed out. I mean, it's a high long note, so he I hits get it. it. Yeah, he does great. Yeah, which is why so I, we watch that video, and I think he kind of ends it with a little bit of it. He cuts it so that he's like, oh, "Last time I did this, I died." He's like, <laughs> "I can't pass out yeah, on live television." I can't do this. Yeah, there's a great live version of this on the Ed Sullivan Show on YouTube if you want to see that. But I would probably put Thunderball easily in my top four Bond songs. Easily. Okay. I don't know where you guys would put it, but all right. I don't know. It makes we'll my top see. five. Yeah. We'll have to see. I haven't, have to, haven't gone all the way through them yet. That's true. we still got some more. It's definitely not above Goldeneye for me. Goldeneye so good. I can't remember what Andrew gave Goldeneye. Uh, well, I can tell you right now. Well, Goldeneye had, had a good mix between the song and the... For some of us, we felt it was good. <laughs> Oh, the song yeah. overpowered how I felt about the titles in yeah. a big way. So. Yeah, I gave Goldeneye a 90, actually. Uh, you liked Corey it. gave it a 91. <laughs> so, What did you give it? Well, like? You actually gave it the lowest score, 87. Not far off. He's fair. He's tough, yeah. but fair. It's no uh, fucking... Spectre. Sam Smith. Writings on the wall. <laughs> I have no shame on my decisions. <laughs> that was mean. Honestly, he does not sound that bad. <laughs> writings on the wall. And I don't know. <laughs> and I don't know. And again, not a Sam Smith fan at all. So. <laughs> Blaine's doing the falsetto part. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I couldn't do the falsetto part, so that's really good. Well, that's the only part I like. I got. Yeah. What, All right. Where are we at now? So okay. we are moving on to plot and characters. It's a tough one because, uh, well, Blaine, tell us about it. I, I won't. I won't. I won't go into mine. <laughs> Blaine, now. tell us all about oh, it. Oh man, I was on pins and needles just then. Um, I'm gonna gather my thoughts. Actually, <laughs> I gave it a fifty. The characters in this one are so weak. Other than uh, Fiona, which I think is the strongest non strongest side character, Vargas is an empty shell. Uh, <laughs> Count Lippy, empty. Angelo, 
who is that? Who is this Polish nuclear physicist? We don't even <laughs> fucking know. Uh, yeah. Vargas, the worst. Who's who's Pinder? Who are you? Who? Yeah. Who? Who? Uh, are maybe you? <laughs> I know. I know Corey liked this Felix a lot, but I felt like this Felix was really wallpaper. Um, I mean, he looked cool, he looked but cool. other than that, he, he did really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He looked cool. that's yeah. what it was. He looked <laughs> like a, a CIA guy. Yeah. Um, but no, the characters are so Paula. It's like three lines. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She could have been cool. Um, and the and the plot. Like I said before, I didn't like being in the loop so early on in the film. I kind of like uncovering the details with Bond along the way, and this one kind of ruined that for me by showing me everything up front. Um, so, 50. 50 for Blaine. Yeah. I'm kind of right there with you, Blaine. I mean, I just... This has got to be one of the only movies where Bond... It's not just the main character, but one of the like the only protagonists that I give a shit about. I don't really care about anyone else, and really the only other people to talk about are Var uh, or not Vargas, uh, Largo <laughs> and uh, Fiona, and that's it. Oh fuck! Yeah, you're because I didn't even bring up Domino just now. That's how forgetful. No, Domino <laughs> is completely as, forgetful, as she should be. <laughs> she yeah. is a very forgettable wow. character. So as like far as the good guys go, spawned. It's like that's it. No one else is given yeah. any credence. So I uh, I landed just a little higher than you because the plot. While I have the same th- problems with it, didn't bother me too much. But I'm still in the fifties at a fifty six. Okay. And the the other thing I didn't mention that I had a problem with was just how much of the plot relied on happenstance oh yeah yeah with james just being there yeah i agree with you and i don't like that as a plot device Mm -hmm. so well what do you think boy i uh i went lower than you guys oh for sure uh like i said before this movie to me just the stakes felt really felt really low even though we're talking about nuclear weapons it didn't seem like a lot was happening I don't know what it is. I mean, it was the plot wise. It was eh. Uh, character wise, like Blaine said, this might be the least interesting char- side characters I've seen in Bond so far. I think. Yeah. 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 You're not. If you, I don't think you're wrong. Yeah. I think it I takes just, the cake. Yeah. So they were very low for me, and the plot to me was fine. It wasn't good. It wasn't terrible but it was just fine uh but that being said i only gave it 25 no <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah that's a dip yeah wow okay but i mean again the only side character that was halfway interesting was fiona and she's Otherwise, solid I didn't care yeah wow 25 yeah that's a bummer <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> no sorry. hey i just there's so much buildup about this movie and I'm kind of just, I'm at a loss for it. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And again, it goes back to if you're in the 1960s sphere, you get Goldfinger, and then this, this does feel like a letdown from that movie to me. 
and when you talk about buildup of these movies and like scores on like Rotten Tomatoes and all that thing, mm-hmm. I, I feel like the older ones get like some sort of historical free pass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, the historical bump, the legacy uh, bump. But we ain't. We're not playing that game here, Judge. No, we don't. No. Not about that we shit. have our standards and our scoring system, and mm-hmm. and we like some of these older ones. You we know? do. And we're fair. We were very fair. And since we're on the subject of Rotten Tomatoes, if anyone's listening that works there, could you guys please take a look at the score for the new Scream movie? Because I feel like it's real fucking high. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I haven't seen it yet. Uh-huh. I just know it's oh. not good. Uh, this movie has like an eighty-nine. Guys, while you're at it, take a look at the Thunderball score because it's also <laughs> really fucking high. <laughs> That's that historical bump, man. Woo. Yeah. Well, then let's talk about our villain, Emilio Largo. Uh, I, I, I'll i leave this one here. I I can't think of a single other villain who is as boots on the ground as Largo is. For someone who's number two to the organization, mm-hmm. this guy fucks. He's in there. He's doing, yeah. he, he's, he's <laughs> doing work. Um, he's kind of stoic. He's quiet. Only sometimes, sometimes he talks a little too much and overshares. Um, but he's got an iconic look, the eye patch. He's got an iconic boat, the Disco Volante. There's a lot, there's a lot that he's doing pretty well. Uh, that said, I don't think he cracks the eighties for me. I'm having a 78. Okay. You bring up good points. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're not wrong. I had him at a 69, however. Watch out. Can we get pink eye? I don't know what I'm talking about. I, uh, I was distracted because <laughs> it's something I know you guys don't ever see because you don't do the spreadsheet, but and I don't want to give anything away, but literally, this is the first time it's ever happened. You and Corey's overall average so far is the exact number. And well, it's very wild. We still have entertainment value. I know so it could be. God, I hope we have the same entertainment value. That'll be it's great. so uh, weird to have such different scoring, but yet your overall is the exact same. That's pretty wild. Okay, but yeah, sixty nine. I he he was out there doing shit, mm-hmm. but I loved like a presence. I mean, I know he had a presence with his eye patch, but <laughs> it just wasn't hitting for me. No. Like when I compare him to like uh, Goldfinger, Goldfinger and Stromberg, they mm-hmm. they have some sort of like gravitas that uh, Largo just didn't have for me. Yeah, there is. But I do appreciate him out getting out there and doing shit. I can agree. Sixty nine. Um. <clears throat> yeah, more online. Um, uh, with the fact that. I think he's a good character. I like some of the things he does, but in the overall spectrum of Bond, he's just okay. He does do a lot of things. I wouldn't put him at a... I won't even say his name, but I won't put him at that Elliot level. Carver? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't put him at that level for me. Um, I think he's better than like a Lashif in both Casino Royales. <laughs> Um, but you know, he's not top notch. So for me, I gave him a 50. 
Oh, wow. Yeah. Andrew's trying to, uh, what do you call it? Torpedo this movie. It's not <laughs> happening. So <laughs> the score is actually not bad. He's trying so to harpoon far. it, I think, more than anything. Harpoon. Oh. All right. All right. Well, then we got to talk about. We got to talk about the entertainment value, gentlemen. Mm. I have a feeling I I know what Andrews is, so let's let's lead with you, sir. How fucking no? I want to guess. Can I guess? Yeah. For you, a thirty-eight. Ooh, that's a decent guess. All right, Corey, what about you? So if that's a decent guess, I am actually going to bump it to a forty-two. Hmm. Corey wins. I gave it a 45. Ah, well, he had the advantage of going second. That's <laughs> also true. That's hey, also true. I take whatever I can get. <laughs> uh, Sorry, you said 45? A 45. Okay. And from what I know, uh, that might be how you play Baccarat. I don't know oh, what yes. we just did. <laughs> that would no be idea. a king and a two. Yeah, a king and yeah. a two is a 42. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> That's how that works. Yeah, so 45 for me. Again. There are little things that are fine, but overall, it did not hold me. And other movies like From Russia With Love uh, that may be lower on my scale, but I still found it more entertaining than this in certain aspects. So, uh, 45, just below halfway, I guess. Okay. Mm-hmm. I also think From Russia With Love is, is more entertaining. However, I don't remember what I gave it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am going to give this one a 65. I, I like it, you know, uh, I, it's got its problems, and I was bored, but I wasn't, like, profoundly bored. Uh, I, I, was, I was, it was gripping in a few parts, and, and I'd get the appeal enough, but uh, overall, still not super entertaining for me. I disagree <laughs> with, with the From Russia with Love ah. thing. I think this was a little more entertaining than that. But I had such a personal problem with all the train nonsense in that movie. I don't know why, but I did. I, I would, I, and I love the Nassau setting. Um, I, oh yeah, we should probably say all of this looks beautiful. Yeah, in it, in Bahamas. Yeah, I, I do love that setting. That, that works for me. Um, so that being said, I gave it a sixty-three. All right, because that was almost <laughs> that was almost man. <laughs> wow uh, we almost did it yeah, yeah. I, I should have just lied and said 65 yeah but i had 63 written down um, you know we're true people that's that's pretty close something about it i just wish there had been a a bigger payoff at the end yeah, yeah i feel like i had i had to slog through a lot mm-hmm. another no car chase like no like not a not a great car chase here you just had that little bit with the motorcycle, and that was that's that it. was it. And yeah. I could have honestly used more of that motorcycle. Why'd she dump it? I don't know. It was sick. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, but, but yeah. you know, that's right. it. That's it. That's our movie, Andrew. All right, give it so to us. Kind of no Blaine and Mice were gonna be pretty close. <laughs> I mean, y'all are still close. Uh, so for Thunderball or for all of our movies, uh, we take the average of each of our scores. And we combine those averages to get our overall. So, for Thunderball, the highest rating comes from Corey at a 69.57. 
Next up is Blaine with a damn near close score of 69.29. And then I'm the lowest, but only at 52.57. And that gives us our overall score for Thunderball at 63.81. So now comes the time where we look at our overall scoring and see where Thunderball falls in our rankings. <clears throat> All right, guys. Thunderball comes in eighth place on our overall rankings. Not quite as good as Tomorrow Never Dies, but better than The World Is Not Enough. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Usually... I always have an initial reaction when you read out these better than, not as, you know. Well, as far as scores go, that's it. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. I always have an initial reaction. <laughs> Most of the time, I totally agree. <laughs> okay. I might give a pause here. All right. Do you think it's better than Tomorrow Never Dies? No, I don't. Okay. But I think The World Is Not Enough might be better than this movie. Ooh, wow. Okay. I also do. Oh. But also I'm I'm not I'm not really upset too much. I mean it, it it's no, it's I, where mm. it needs to be at least in the in the grand scheme of things. If I can make you feel a little bit better. Just a little bit. The world is not enough has a score of 63.52 and Thunderball has a score of 63.81. Yeah, I'm not mad about it. Yeah. <laughs> There's that. Yeah, they're 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 close. Mm -hmm. They're on the same level. Yeah, so Thunderball okay. right there in eighth place. All right. Yeah, not bad. And we only have how many left? Uh, nine. Nine movies. That's wild. Okay. That's well, wild, crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. Moving right along. Moving right along. All right. So what's next week, Andrew? What do we got on tap? All right. So next week we're going back to Craig. With his third outing as Bond in Skyfall. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. Skyfall. Skyfall. Skyfall Tower. Sky mm -hmm. Yes. Ah, yes. That's where the whole movie takes place. Mm -hmm. Interesting. All right. <laughs> okay, so I guess we can close it out here. Fantastic, guys. <laughs> <laughs> that, this was another one of our long ones, but uh, hey, it's a longer Thanks movie. Thanks for hanging we in. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, two hours and ten minutes, long movie. Mm-hmm. We All know right, you guys but... like to listen in with us the whole time. There's no problem. We're good. Nah. Good. We know you're washing those clothes or work at work. <laughs> washing um, them I don't clothes. know what people do. podcast while you wash your clothes? Of course. I do all the time, but, you know, I'm not Obviously. everybody. Um, okay. Well, Corey, take us out. Hey, with that, everybody, you know, it's been Judgment. Judgment.